for at least two years unless they faced prosecution or consented to supervision by the authorities. Police have been given a further seven days to question a 19-year-old from Wickham and three other men suspected of terrorism offences. The 19-year-old named locally as Yusuf Said was arrested at an address in High Wickham last Thursday evening. Meanwhile, reports that a terror suspect from Aylesbury has been shot dead in Ukraine are being denied by the Ukrainian military. Samantha Luthwaite, the wife of 7-7 bomber Jermaine Lindsay, is accused of planning bomb attacks in Kenya. David Stern is a freelance journalist based in Kiev. Both sides are engaged in a level of disinformation. This seems to be a part of an attempt to perhaps discredit the Ukrainians, um, pointing out that uh, somebody as uh, controversial as she is, is, uh, I guess would be a way to discredit the Ukrainians in general in the eyes of the West. People in Dunstable have welcomed changes to a controversial shared space road scheme in the town centre, which relied on courtesy crossings. Zebra crossings have now been introduced on Court Drive. So much easier, so much, ten times easier. It was ridiculous, couldn't cross much better for the safety of the children around the park area. It's improved a great deal. It's a lot better, 100%. And drivers in Luton are being warned that failing to stop for school crossing patrols will mean a fine of up to £1,000 and three penalty points. The Borough Council says a dozen serious incidents have been recorded this year. The One Show Rickshaw Challenge completes its journey today to the BBC studios at Elstree for tonight's Children in Need show. The team of riders with presenter Matt Baker will be cycling from Chesham through Kings Langley, Bedmond, St Albans and Hatfield. They have already raised over £900,000. In sport, Andy Murray is out of the World Tour finals at the O2 Arena after a 6-love, six 6-1 six thrashing by Roger Federer in just 56 minutes. The weather, heavy and persistent rain this morning, but it will clear northeast this afternoon. Afternoon, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio from nine, the JVS show with the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems from twelve. Nick Coffer and for children in need, I'm auctioning off dinner at home cooked by one of my favourite chefs, award-winning Russell Bateman from three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories from seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC. Local radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday. Man alive, isn't it wet? Proper rain. I parked nearer the door today. Parked nearer the door. You wonder why that was, didn't you, Kells? Yeah, yeah, I parked nearer the door because it was raining so heavily. But it took me, because it wasn't my usual parking space, it took me ages to kind of. Work out where I was going to park, how I was going to get in there, and then eventually back up. Tough times this morning, Catherine. You're never going to get out. What? Because once people start parking, you're going to be waiting for Tony Fisher to move his vehicle. You know, he'll be tutting and buffing. He won't be very happy about it. Well, the thing is, A, I'm leaving pretty much straight after the show, and B, the car park's been empty the past few. If anyone wants to come and park for free, uh, use, use our BBC Three Counties car park, because it's been empty for weeks. What's going on with the slackers here? Have they moved to Dunstable already and just not told us? And we're broadcasting to simply Dennis and Dave from Luton. Is that it? Really? Busy show this morning. Don't come and park here for free because Jonathan Vernon Smith will go out and give you a right royal king. Do you remember that when he did it? (laughs) (laughs) We were watching on CCTV. We didn't go out and back him up. It got nasty. 
On this morning show, police cutbacks, hip hop happiness, and Dealey's up for grabs. You can win a piece of Justin Dealey. You don't even win it, you can pay for it, you can buy him. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And just because we can, huh? Flippin' love this. When is the new Bill and Ted film coming out? There's going to be a third Bill and Ted movie. Oh, I can't think of anything better. Rock and roll to you, keep rock and roll to you. 
National Kiss Day in my car, and by that I mean the rock group ladies. Don't panic. Now, Thames Valley Police will no longer have its own frogmen. There's a sentence I didn't think I was going to be saying. The underwater team is being disbanded by Chief Constable Sarah Thornton as part of efforts to save £45 million. 94 training posts will also be lost and 53 jobs currently done by officers will be carried out by support staff. Catherine's been looking at this. How will the force manage without an underwater search team? Because there's a lot of watery areas in their remit. Well, yeah, because Thames Valley Police's uh, area is massive. We're talking Buckinghamshire. Milton Keynes, Oxfordshire and Berkshire and all the rivers and lakes involved. This summer alone, specialist divers recovered two bodies from the River Thames at Marlow and Firston Lake in Milton Keynes. As well as this, a 61-year-old man, Paul Alsop, who died while swimming at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, and a young woman in her early 20s who was airlifted to hospital after swimming again in the Blue Lagoon. Mm. She uh, later died in hospital. Now, the underwater search team at Thames Valley Police consists of nine members of staff. They'll all be redeployed, and Chief Constable Sarah Thornton says they will buy in the skills of the search team from elsewhere. We look very carefully about what our underwater search team does and we think that we can um, buy in their specialist skills from either the military, other police forces or indeed private companies. It's a hard decision. They've done fantastic work over the last 50 years or so but we just feel that it's not um, possible to, to retain why is Thames Valley Police having to make more cutbacks? Well, quite simply because they're not getting the money from the government. Overall, from April 2011 up to April 2015, there will have been a 20% cut in funding in total. Of course, there's a general election next year, so after that, we don't know. But Thames Valley Police have already found savings worth £58 million. And they say they've been able to do this without cutting officer numbers. In fact, the proportion of officers on the front line has gone up by 2% since April 2010. But savings are now becoming harder to find, and the force estimates it'll have to reduce its costs by another four. £45 million. Pounds. That's over the next three years. £24 million pounds worth of savings have already, already been identified. They'll still have to find another £21 million. Pounds. And the Police and Crime Commissioner for Thames Valley, Anthony Stansville, admits it will make life harder. It's going to come much leaner. We're obviously going to have to use technology to the utmost. I believe we're doing that pretty well already. Um, it is going to be fewer police officers and fewer uh, back, uh, backroom people. Uh, but I never underestimate that if you, if you reduce the overall number, 
by the significant number we have, it is going to be more difficult to police effectively. Of course, we, all, we always get David Lloyd and uh, Ollie uh, uh, Martin. Uh, Martin's coming on to talk about their uh, um, police forces. What time is uh, Police and Crime Commissioner Anthony Stansfield coming on the I'm show today? I'm afraid he's not been able to join us. Ah, yeah, he never comes on the show, does he? Are they going to be... Cut- he came on once. To, to plug something, he wanted plugging, he won't come and answer questions. Uh, does this mean there'll be cuts to frontline officers now? Well, no cuts to frontline officers have been announced as yet, but Thames Valley Police have said they are going to reduce police officer numbers overall by 147 as part of the savings they need to make. This is going to be done in two ways. Firstly, they're going to move part of the initial training that's done by the force out to what they've called the wider educational market saving £2.8 million. This could mean that whereas before they would have had 94 recruits in training at any one time at Thames Valley Police, they'll now be students rather than police officers. The force says that the change will have no impact on the level of officers available to police the Thames Valley. Um, Secondly, the force has been looking at what roles it has that might not be needed to be done by police officers and it says that over the next 12 months, 53 posts will be converted from police officer roles to support staff roles, that's civilian roles. So it's going to be challenging times for the force. Yeah, absolutely, and Chief Constable Sarah Thornton told us there's no doubt that the financial position of the force over the next three years remains challenging. However, we remain committed to identifying innovative ways to reduce costs without impacting on frontline services. As for where that might all be leading long term, she rejects the idea of a national force. The answer isn't a national police force, but it's a smaller number of larger police forces. What doesn't make sense is that Thames Valley Police is a three-county force and we're surrounded by small Bond County forces, Gloucestershire, Warwickshire, Wiltshire... Bedfordshire, etc. So my argument would be not a national force, but actually a, a, a smaller number of larger police forces in England and Wales. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's two lanes closed between Junction 10 for the Wisley Interchange and 9 for Leatherhead. That's because of emergency repairs going on to the road there. Having a look at the rest of the M25 and it's moving well at the moment on the speed sensors. In High Wycombe, the A40 Oxford Road has a lane closed for roadworks going on at Temple Street. That's in both directions, so that's likely to make it busier than usual this morning through the morning rush. Elsewhere, looking at the speed sensors, things are moving well around Buckingham on the A421 eastbound around the total roundabout. No problems at the moment on the A1M but having a look a bit further away in Duxford the A505 is closed in both directions between the M11 junction 10 for Duxford and the A10 because of a building fire. On the train snow ports any problems at the moment smart the breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 616 it's Friday the 14th of November I'm Ian Lee these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. Downing Street has set out new measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups. And people in Dunstable have welcomed changes to a controversial shared space road scheme in the town centre. BBC Three Counties Radio. World War One at home on the BBC. Sunday, 4th of June, found the ward full of patients, so we took 29 last night, all Canadians. We revealed some amazing untold stories. The thing that made these particularly extraordinary was when we discovered just how old Albert was. And discovered surprising local memories. The boys from Haydenwood College had 589 died, which, you know, was a lot, but most public schools actually have a very similar... Casualty rate. 
If you miss them, go to bbc.co.uk slash WW1. The national propaganda was that a Zeppelin raid occurred. It turned out to be very much more tragic than that. World War One at home on the BBC. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call or you can send us a cheeky little text 81333 start your text 3CR We built this city We built this city on rock and roll Built this city We built this city on rock and
earlier this year, people in Dunstable were complaining about the so-called shared space outside Asda. The council had tried to foster a little bit of peace, harmony, love and understanding by putting in courtesy crossings. Trouble is, no one knew that that's what they were. Here's what people in the area had to say to Justin Dealey about it. You take your life in your own hands. If you don't, if you don't just go for it, you'll spend hours waiting for anybody to stop. And it's, it's getting to a stage now where it's going to cause an accident. It, it really is that bad. Of course it's dangerous. Why wouldn't it be? 50 miles an hour with your kids in the playground? It's meant to be a 20. I've seen them go down here at 50 miles an hour. So apart from speed, what else is, is still dangerous about this particular road? No proper pelican crossing for the children. It's dangerous for pe- pedestrian crossing that road because half of the drivers don't even stop. How many of you nearly been knocked over yourself? I have, yeah, because a car... One car stopped and let you go, and another car just missed me by a couple of inches. Well, back then, the council told us they were confident the shared space would work. There was no need for a zebra crossing. People would get used to it and everyone would be singing its praises. Well, it turns out they've had a change of heart. Justin, you've been back on Court Drive. What has changed? Well, incredibly, Ian, uh, one simple thing has changed. They now have zebra crossings. WTF? Yes, yes they have them. Even other councils. no, 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 we don't need these because everything here is working absolutely fine. They have listened to the concerns of the local people. Uh, Court Drive is by Asda, right in the heart of Dunstable. Now, the first time I used this road, I did not know what was happening. Cars didn't stop. Uh, they had roundabouts using plant pots. Yes, they did. Uh, no traffic lights, uh, dangerous bus lanes, you name it, they had it. They had this uh, red brick in the road where people were meant to stop. Well, from what I could see and what people were telling me, that wasn't happening. So, along Court Drive, the council have done a U-turn and they've now got various zebra crossings. And guess what? It's now safe to cross the road and the locals are happy. Here's what they had to say. Maniva, you've just crossed that road safely. How much easier is it now to cross that road compared to before? So much easier. So much. Ten times easier. What was it like before? Manic. It was ridiculous. Couldn't cross. And now? Could cross easily. Simple as that? (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. Much better for the safety of the children around the park area. It's improved a great deal. It's a lot better. 100%. 100%. Jeremy, you're here with a, with a buggy today. What was it like before these zebra crossings were put in here? Nightmare. That's what everyone was saying. So now they're in. Do you feel like you can cross the road safely? Are people now stopping for you? Yeah, they are, yeah. So it's definitely working? Yeah, definitely working, yeah. Well, that seems to be a, a thorough thumbs mm. up, doesn't it? I, I could have sat here this morning and paid, well, probably played you, what, 15, 20 minutes of people saying, it's great, it's fantastic. Every single person I spoke to said, we should have had this from day one. And what I would say, I know later on you are going to be talking to Central Beds Council. I want to know, really, why the U-turn when they said to us, everything's absolutely fine. But I also think that... They're very, very lucky. I'm sure that locals will back me up here. They're lucky that nobody was killed there because every time I went down to Court Drive to report on this, I saw a near miss. So they're very, very lucky that that nobody was killed. Justin, mm. you, you, you're up for sale later on. Yes, uh, for children in need. Uh, you can have me, you can have my vibe, and you can have my programme. <laughs> More to be revealed.
the M25 anti-clockwise through Petarts and Bucks. It's not looking too bad but further afield on the uh, through Surrey there are three lanes closed between Junction 10 for the Wisley Interchange and 9 for Leatherhead. That's because the road surface has collapsed there and there's debris through the road so that's likely to cause some long delays if you're heading down there later on. In High Wycombe it's moving well at the moment on through the roadworks on the A40 Oxford Road between uh, around Temple Street. They're in both directions so expect that to get busy later on. Having a look in Roxton at the A1 Great North Road through the roadworks around the Black Cat roundabout. Not causing any delays at the moment, but again, likely to get busy later on. And further afield in Duxford on the A505. It's close in both directions between the M11 Junction 10 for Duxford and the A10 because of a fire. Looking at the motorways on the A1M and the M1, not looking too bad at the moment, although it's looking very wet on the cameras, so beware of the surface water and spray. No reports of any problems on the train. Samantha Bruff talks about Samantha Bruff BBC whoa, Three whoa, Counties Radio. Whoa, 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 whoa. pilot. Whoa, 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 Catherine, whoa, 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 hang on a second, time out. Yes? What did you just say, Samantha Brav? I said I like to talk about sport. Say sorry to the boys and girls. I apologise, I'm sorry. It's outrageous. We do actually have sport coming up, though. And so. we'll be talking about it, so yeah, in many ways, so, yeah, yeah, she's spot on. Beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. Chief Constable Zara Thornton has announced that 53 police officer jobs will be converted into support staff roles. Downing Street has set out new measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups. Police have been given a further seven days to question a 19-year-old from Wickham and three other men suspected of terrorism offences. And people in Dunstable have welcomed changes to a controversial shared space road scheme in the town centre. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray is out of the World Tour Finals at the O2 Arena after a 6-love, six 6-1 six thrashing by Roger Federer in just 56 minutes. Oh, it's, it's obviously very frustrating um, when you're you know, trying, my, trying my best and you know, it's not really happened in my career before like that where winning games has, has been an issue obviously we had tough losses and heavy defeats but none none, uh, none quite like that Bedford Rugby Club captain Nick Fenton-Wells returns for tonight's championship match at home to Yorkshire Carnegie kick-off at Goldington Road is at 7.45 there's online commentary via the BBC Sport website in football there are no matches for Watford or MK Dons tomorrow because of the international break in League 2 with leaders Wickham not playing until Monday Luton can return to the top with a win at home to Tranmere Scott Griffiths is set to return at left back with Pelly Ruddock back in the squad after injury Stevenage hosts Cheltenham with manager Graham Westley relieved that their injury list is shortening. Having you know had a training ground where we struggled to have a five aside, um, we can actually have an eleven v eleven now. So um, it's it's it, it's been so difficult this season. People want to talk about excuses, but I really don't think they understand how tough it's been. Meanwhile, Watford's Craig Cathcart and MK Don's duo Will Grigg and Ben Reeves are with the Northern Ireland squad for tonight's Euro 2016 qualifier in Romania. Also tonight, Scotland hosts the Republic of Ireland. And Olympic gold medalist Jessica Ennis-Hill wants her name to be removed from a stand named after her by Sheffield United if the club offers convicted rapist Ched Evans a contract. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. The mango juice that's 87% apple. Oh. Unscrupulous stores. Unscrupulous. We don't get that word used often enough. Unscrupulous stores are fooling shoppers by using copycat products, hiding true ingredients and over-packaging. One carton of mango and passion fruit juice was revealed, in the small print, to be 87% apple. So they did write on it that it had... Did it, taste of, did it taste of mango? Yeah. All right. Does it taste... Does this, this mango... Does it taste of mango? Brilliant. Mango juice. I love it. Tell you what, if they're that, if they're that bothered, get a juicer. Cost you a fortune in fruit, though. Other firms use tiny portion sizes when listing nutritional data to make food seem healthier, while still more sell gift packs of several items that are actually dearer than buying them separately. Well, that's not being uns- that's not unscrupulity. <laughs> that's not fooling shoppers. That's just that, okay. Yeah, shops sometimes charge more for stuff. Well, go and shop around then, you plums. Shop around. Shop around. Shop up. Shop up and shop down. Or pipe down. Pipe down, pipe down. That's all I've got in the papers. The pa- oh well, no, I haven't. There's a silly picture of um, of um, Mick Jagger in a bid oh. to further prey on his unfortunate 
um, side of his life. Yeah. There's a picture of him doing the sort of ooh face. It's like he's having, um, he's just been to see the proctologist. He's clearly singing, or, well, I hope he's singing, but yeah, you're right, it could be a, a look of surprise. I've pulled that face before. It says, Gaunt haunted, the face of Jagger at 71. <laughs> John no, Gaunt it, is haunted. It, it's the by face. memories of a career. It's just the face of Mick Jagger doing a pub impression. I don't know why we're supposed to draw any conclusions from him doing a face. But uh, thanks for that Daily Mail, full page of that. Um, we've we've um, talked about the uh, backside pictures of uh, Kim Kardashian. Well, now there's a front side picture of Kim Kardashian. But I've just spotted in uh, the Sun, page 18, there's a naked picture of Doc Cotton. Oh. There's a naked picture of Doc Cotton. Oh. Yeah. But the reason I've got this page folded is because of this headline. It's my tool. Yes. A man stole a £400 chainsaw and hid it down his pants in Florida. Now, guys... That's a silly thing to do. Whoa, guys. Whoa. You never know when... Uh, uh, speaking of um, that, uh, John Wayne Bobbitt's in the paper somewhere as well. <laughs> There's something like... The headline is, John Wayne Bobbitt breaks neck, but his willy's OK. Well, of course it is. It's nowhere near his neck. Oh. Well, it, it was at one point when she was <laughs> waving it in his face. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five, guys. I've got a cough. Hang shall on, I, shall just... I, shall... <coughs> oh, flip. Sorry. No wonder we only won silver. Uh, do you want to do one or shall I play a song? When I say do one, I mean, do you want to do one? Oh. Ah. Uh...
The idea of your mum getting an eyeful. She got a total eyeful, literally. I've told the story before. Tell so it again. No, well, we went Can to I see... Can I tell it? Well, you tell it, go on. You, you they went tell. to see this at the, <laughs> the theatre. Yeah, took my mum. And you were near the balustrade or whatever it was. Because she's in a wheelchair, she stays in the wheelchair, so we're right by the aisle, sort of up, up by the balcony. So yeah. this bit where they came out and started oh. waving things around, it was in her face. He put his leg up! <laughs> he put his leg up and was singing this, and it was waving in time. There was extra percussion. <laughs> That's the noise it made. That's the noise it made. Wow. My mum couldn't believe her luck. She's not seen one of them in years. Anyway, isn't it one of my favourite, favourite things in the world is when the world's tallest man meets the world's shortest man. Um, and they've met, and it really is a brilliant picture. But then what happened? I mean, just because they are... They have a fight. The <laughs> tall guy picks up the short one and kicks him like a football. But that's like, you know, when you're on holiday and your mum says, yeah. they're about your age, go and be friends with them. Yeah. They are an extreme height. Yeah. Why didn't you go and be friends? Why but are they doing this? Okay, well, they, bizarrely, the Sun have illustrated their heights using the world-famous tin of bean measuring method. <laughs> so the wee fella is one foot eight inches. That's six tins of baked beans. The tall fella, Lanky... <laughs> is eight foot three. That's twenty-three and a half tins of baked beans. When, when did that? It's like the hand span. When did? The, why are horses measured in hands? Because most people who ride horses are posh little girls who've got tiny hands. So well, that's a bizarre. Well, here we but go. They grow into great big women with massive hands, big thighs, and uh, haughty attitudes. Uh, this is, uh, there's something in this. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to throw out to you, dear listener, and you'll come back with gold measuring methods. You're measuring stories, please. 08459 555. We'll get gold on the back You know of what shoe sizes are, though? What? Aren't they like acorns or something? <laughs> what? Not, not acorns. My foot is not ten acorns big. It's like wheat... Um, Conkers. The end of a wheat thing. A chaff. Not the chaff. The wheat? That's the debris. <laughs> so is it the, well, this separates the debris from the chaff. It's that end bit. The wheat? The wiggly bit. That's the wheat. Mm. So the, my foot is ten wheat long. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that mad? That's this country. We started measuring the, things with bizarre. Then um, what's a, what's America then? Because I'm like a forty-two in America. Yeah. Um, that's probably acorns. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Scott asks a pertinent question on Twitter. Um, does the tall man have a? I don't know. I don't know if it's all in proportion. One would have to imagine. We're back to um, back to my mum again. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, so, you're you measuring mean, stories, please. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, 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 five. Anyway, the tall fella... What, what are we asking them? What, what have you measured? Just you're measuring stories. They'll come back with gold this lot. Trust me, we will get some flipping gold off the back of you this. You reckon? Kels, we'll get some gold off the back of this, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, we're going to get some gold. Give them the question. Um, what, what, what are you measuring stories? Give them the number. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm sorry, mate. You've just made the next forty minutes of your life really, really busy sorting through phone calls. That's right. I'm more than happy to take people's measuring stories. Here they come. But the tall fella's made. He's rubbing it into the wee fella. What? <laughs> 
He's put his arm up. He's doing a Nazi salute. I'm not implying he's a Nazi. I think it's, it's an he's unfortunate... He's extending his um, He's extending span. His, his span. So he's like basically saying to the wee fella, yeah, not only am I that tall, I'm this tall as well. Ziegheil. Wow. The world's tallest man gives a wave yesterday. It's not, uh, that's the wave that nearly brought down Europe after meeting the world's shortest. Sultan Kosen, 31, beamed as we took him and one-foot-eight-inch Chandra Dangi. That guy is the man they make um, <laughs> kitchen cupboards for, isn't he? <laughs> My top kitchen cupboard might as well be full of bricks. I can't get up there. So, I have to climb. <laughs> they went on a sightseeing tour of London. The Turkish farmer, who boasts size 28 feet, that's a lot of wheat, said after immediately hitting it off with tiny Nepalese drummer Chandra. I <laughs> can't play the drums. We understand each other. That's because we've both had to overcome a lot. Well, you've had to overcome more than him. Uh, the pair were in the capital... Oh, the Guinness World Records. Is that still going? Yeah. Do you remember, um, maybe even as recent as two years ago, whenever the new Guinness Book of World Records came out, um, the, the local radio shows would, would do phone-ins and would try and break world records and would get world rec- I think I think I did it here, my, one of my first... Did you? Not on my watch. Not try to break a record, no, but I think we had loads of local record breakers on talking about their boring records. Records are boring. Right, let's just say it. Now that Roy Castle's with us no more uh, and uh, Norris McWhorter has gone into hiding, uh, records are boring. You just have to find the most obscure, weird thing to do and then you can be the record breaker. Yeah, I'm going to be the person that pokes my finger through a hole in the Hessian in this studio more times than anyone else has ever done it before. Ready, steady, go. (laughs) And ah, 12. Beat that, suckers. You can't. You see? Easy. Ah, but you make me want to now. Yeah, yeah, oh... Go on then. 15. Oh, Girls, do you want to have a go? Do you want to see if you can yeah. beat the world record of 15? Okay. 24. Oh, flipping it. She didn't make the noise. She's got a tiny finger. Yeah. If you want to have a go at uh, beating the world record, which now stands at 24 of poking your finger through the Hessian, 08459 It's also the same number to give us a call with your measuring stories. Let's get the, tra- uh, the travel news now with talk sports travel guru, Sammy Bruff. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get a little bit busy on the A413 between Amersham and Wendover. In Roxton on the A Great A1 Great North Road, there's roadworks going on around the Black Cat Roundabout. With looking at the speed sensors, it's not causing any delays at the moment. That will get busy later on as we get into the morning rush hour. In Nebworth, the Nebworth Christmas Fair is happening at Nebworth House today. So just off the M1 at Junction 7 is likely to start getting busy with that opening at 10 o'clock. Elsewhere, the M1 starting to build up southbound from Junction 12 for Toddington towards Luton. Samantha BBC Three Counties oh, Radio. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> now, now she says. <laughs> oh. I was trying to use my brain power alone, but I have to oh, write down the words. Yeah, OK, OK. And you think of them first, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're watching you, bruv. We're watching you. Never forget that. I won't lay you down. Yeah. I'm afraid you already have. 
6.46, it's Friday the 14th of November, unlucky for some. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force in the force. Downing Street has set out new measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups, and people in Dunstable have welcomed changes to a controversial shared space road scheme in the town centre just months before we moved there. Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning to you. Thanks very much indeed. Now, Buckinghamshire is part of a weather warning area from the Met Office. Beds and hearts not in it, but uh, we do have rain for all of us as we go through the next little while. It is true, it is a little bit heavier towards the south just now, but it's coming in from the southwest and tracking northeastwards. So the weather warning for Buckinghamshire in force until nine o'clock this morning, but all of us subject to some uh, heavy rain as we go through the next couple of hours. Uh, certainly the rush hour this morning not looking too pleasant. It's quite squally as well as that rain comes through. Uh, but it does clear away and then for this afternoon things will dry out and brighten up and it'll feel quite pleasantly mild actually with a top temperature again of around 13 Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit, a little above average for the time of year still. Now as we go through this evening and overnight, likely to see some mist and fog patches forming. Tomorrow morning they will start to clear away but as we go through the day tomorrow we'll also again be talking about the risk of some showers. Not everyone will see them but there is a chance in the middle part of the day of picking one up and also some uh, brighter spells mixed in with them. Temperatures slowly sliding away a couple of degrees as we head through towards the start of the new working week but generally through the weekend uh, on the milder side when you get some brighter weather but the risk of showers for Sunday too. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll, uh... We'll, um... We'll, um... We'll get to your measuring story shortly. Hey, boffins. Who's sorry now? Who's uh, upset that they all lost their virginity in the week? The boffins are. Because, oh yeah, we got a probe. Took us ten years to get a probe on a meteor. Yeah, you make sure, you make sure you've... You, it's solar power. Yeah, 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 we know it's solar power. Yeah, so make sure you land it where it can get the sun. Oh yeah, it's up in space. It's going to land on a, on a comet. Of course we're going to get the sun. You sure it's going to land in a space where there's sun? Yeah, of course. It's a comet. What, you think it's going to land uh, underneath like a big rock on the comet so it doesn't... Co- oh no, look! where it's landed idiots they're all idiots they must so now they've only got 64 hours of battery and they've spent that time um getting the rocket to take selfies of itself and <laughs> tweeting probably oh, those they, plums. Have. Yeah, they, they have, have isn't it? that's what they've done so um laughing up fuzzballs your time oh. in your time in the sun is brief and sweet. You see, the way they thought it was going to pan out, they get bullied at school, they get bullied, bullied at university, they have miserable, miserable lives, but they're knowing that 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, there's a big payoff when they pwn us all with their science. Well, science has made you look stupid. What about the guy with the tattoo? Which guy with the tattoo? There's a guy who's had a tattoo of the probe on the rock. Well, I hope he's had it done where the sun don't shine. <laughs> Funny, yeah, it's quick. We'll leave it, it there. Shall it was we? quicker than it was funny. Hey, um, lots of people don't like taking their kids out, and oh, I mean I, out of the house. Oh gosh, I, I I just want them to get out of the house. Almost one in five parents said that they found family trips outside the house stressful, while yeah. almost a third did not agree that taking their children out was fun. Oh, I, yeah. It is hard work. No, I like it. I'd rather have them out of the house than in. It's having them in the house and contained that's stressful. Take them out of my house for me, please. 
Uh, Please. They're hard work, those boys. Fears for the safety of their offspring put 41% of parents off taking them for a walk. A walk? Well, that's just... What, on fiery coals? What's going to happen? That's uh, just lazy, fat Britain. I think... I, I like to keep them moving, yeah. right? As long as they're moving, they're not drawing on my walls, sticking their fingers in plug sockets, yeah. eating yeah. Um, uh, toilet block... All that kind of stuff. It's when they're quiet and when they're still is when the mayhem happens. So take your kids out, for heaven's sake. But this poll uh, suggests that a lot of people are avoiding taking their kids out because they don't want to have a tantrum in public. My boys were getting right on my nerves last night. Right, go on. Share. Well, I came home late. I was at, col- I was at college yesterday in um, Essex um, with some young students talking about radio and telly and stuff. It was really good. Although I was talking to this, this young woman who's about 19 and she was going to university and she wants to be a radio presenter. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. And I said, you, I kind of said, you, uh, anyway. Um, and there was a woman there who'd worked in radio. One of the lecturers there had worked in radio at this university that she went to. And she said to this young woman, look, you won't get a job in radio because uh, women don't. You won't get a job presenting, so you might as well become a producer or something. I've heard that one. And I, I kind of expect it of our generation, that, you know, the, the, uh, but this was being said to a 19-year-old yeah. girl. Yeah. I was like, I, got, I was quite upset by that. We still get that stuff. Still get that stuff. I got told that um, women don't like listening to other women on the radio, so you might as well forget it. Yeah. I get, guess how, I, I, and I was, I was saying this yesterday, that, that, you know, that this station, which is an excellent station, we only have, I think, one woman presenter of a show and uh, that's Helen on Sunday. Oh, we've got Yasmin. And Yasmin, I do apologise, yeah. But that's two niche shows. They're not daily shows. They're, they are, um, you know, time-specific, not necessarily Yasmin show, but they're very niche-specific shows. Um, and I think that's kind of wrong. I think that's wrong. I don't think you should employ women just to up the numbers. You should employ them because they are the best person for that job. So that kind of, what do they call it? Um... um what, uh, positive discrimination. Positive discrimination. I think that's kind of kind of wrong. Get people because they're the best for the job, you know. Anyway, to that girl, uh, yeah, you can do it. But you just, I, I would not be uh, concentrating on becoming a uh, radio presenter. I'd be concentrating on becoming an interesting person who has something to say. Well, you you keep working on that, my darling. But maybe maybe you'll get there one day. Oh, deals. Oh, oh. I just pwned her, mate. Hey, ouch. Ouch. Mm. Ouchie, ouchie, ouchie. Where are you? Are you in the shower? Uh, no, I'm on the streets. I've got to be honest with you. It's tense out here today. It's um, absolutely horrible. It is chucking it down. It's so, you know, seriously, if you're driving to work this morning, take it easy because it is horrendous out here today. The tension on the streets. Yes, yes. Well, we've got, listen, very special stuff from you. Later on, you're going to be talking to us about hip-hop music. Yep, I've taken that one to the streets. Scientists say hip-hop can help you beat depression. It can lift your spirits. I've taken a ghetto blaster to the village of Caddington to put it to the test. You don't want to miss that after 7.30. Okay, but even more exciting than that, from just after 8 o'clock, people can bid... Oh, blimey. People can bid on you for children in need. They can do, yes. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about this one. After 8 o'clock today, your chance to to bid uh, in the auction um, to co-host my Saturday music show. Do you do a Saturday show? I do. I did not know that. You've listened to it, boss. Come on, you like it. Uh, It's a good vibe, yeah? There is a great vibe going on between (laughs) 12 and 2 on this radio station. you will get to come into the studio. You'll get to pick our chart rundown, the UK and American charts from a day 
in history. You'll get to come out onto the streets and get musical memories on the streets. You'll get to pick your favourite musical memories and you're going to get the chance to co-host the programme. It sounds like a lot of work and they're paying for it. They are, but somebody could be a big fan or somebody... (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. All right, mate. Or somebody may want to get into radio. To be fair, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. I'm a little bit nervous about it, but I think it's a it's a great chance that there's a lot of money going to a very good cause. So if you want to bid yep. after 8 o'clock this morning for your chance to co-host my Saturday show between 12 and 2, do it, guys. Come on. Justin, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Kelly Betts, we're going to play the BBC Introducing track Who, What, Why, Where and Indeed Who. Uh, yeah. Jake Morley yep. is the who. The why is because he's good. The when is now. But here it is. Photo. I'm a statue by the water. Forever shaping up to die. Forever pausing on the verge strong Where's all that old courage gone Just like a castle in the sand I'm made in the shade
That's Falter by Jake Morley. You can hear more BBC introducing tracks uh, Saturday evenings, 8 o'clock. I've had a couple of emails here. Let me quickly do these. Um, Ian says, Hi, that sounds like you should be playing in a Turkish restaurant, which is a great compliment. I love Turkish food. Cool, I'll let him know. Excellent stuff indeed. Uh, and Mark says, Ian, can you do a little plug, please, on your show to remind people that Colin Berry is in for Richard Spendlove tomorrow, Saturday evening, between 9 and 11? Mark, I cannot do that, I'm afraid. I simply cannot do that. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get quite busy on the M1 southbound. It's very slow from Junction 12 for Flitwick towards the uh, Toddington services. And also it's looking very heavy between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. Having a look at the A1M and it's building up between Junction 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. Elsewhere in Nebworth it's the Christmas Fair happening at Nebworth House just off the A1M at Junction 7. That starts at 10 so expect that to get quite busier than usual around there soon. Elsewhere in Chessant on the A10 southbound it's looking very heavy around the New trading, new River Trading Estate and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. Having a look at the cameras, and it's not moving too badly around the M25 today, but it's looking very wet out there, so beware of surface water. Samantha F, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555, your measuring stories, and thank you for all of your tweets about trundle wheels. Great bants, great bants. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, police commissioners warning over Thames Valley cuts, new laws to stop British jihadis and changes welcome to Dunstable Shared Space Scheme. BBC Three Counties Radio. The commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. Chief Constable Zara Thornton has announced that 53 police officer jobs will be converted into support staff roles. 94 training posts will also be lost, along with the underwater search team. Commissioner for the Thames Valley, which includes Buckinghamshire and Milton Keynes, is Anthony Stansfield. It is going to be fewer police officers and fewer uh, backroom people. Uh, but I never underestimate that if you, if you reduce the overall number by the significant number we have, it is going to be more difficult to police effectively. Downing Street has set out new measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups. A new counter-terrorism bill would allow the Home Office to prevent them from returning to the UK for at least two years unless they faced prosecution or consented to supervision by the authorities. Police have been given a further seven days to question a 19-year-old from Wickham and three other men suspected of terrorism offences. The 19-year-old, named locally as Yusuf Said, was arrested at an address in High Wycombe last Thursday evening. Meanwhile, reports that a terror suspect from Aylesbury has been shot dead fighting for Ukraine are being denied by the Ukrainian military. Samantha Luthwaite, the wife of 7-7 bomber Jermaine Lindsay, is accused of planning bomb attacks in Kenya. David Stern is a freelance journalist based in Kiev. The source that uh, actually it came from is the Russian Regnum news agency. Um, This is a news agency that's not usually quoted in the Western press. Um, They in themselves are quoting an unnamed source uh, saying that they're, you know, that they have heard um, or they have evidence which they cannot divulge. So it's very, very sketchy. 
Police in Dunstable, rather people in Dunstable, have welcomed changes to a controversial shared space road scheme in the town centre, which relied on courtesy crossings. Zebra crossings have now been introduced on Court Drive. So much easier, so much, ten times easier. It was ridiculous, couldn't cross. Much better for the safety of the children around the park area. It's improved a great deal. It's a lot better, 100%. And drivers in Luton are being warned that failing to stop for school crossing patrols will mean a fine of up to £1,000 and three penalty points. The Borough Council says a dozen serious incidents have been recorded this year. The One Show Rickshaw Challenge completes its journey today to the BBC Studios at Elstree for tonight's Children in Need show. The team of riders with presenter Matt Baker will be cycling from Chesham through Kings Langley, Bedmond, St Albans and Hatfield. They have already raised over £900,000. In sport, Andy Murray is out of the World Tour Finals at the O2 Arena after a 6-love 6-1 thrashing by Roger Federer in just 56 minutes and the Bedford Rugby Club captain Nick Fenton-Wells returns for tonight's championship match at home to Yorkshire Carnegie. The weather, heavy and persistent rain this morning but it will clear northeastwards this afternoon a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. And for children in need, I'm auctioning off dinner at home cooked by one of my favourite chefs, award-winning Russell Bateman. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a round-up of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC local radio today on bbc three counties radio morning guys ian lee bbc three counties radio it is wet out there and wonderful for i love it i love it when it's wet Catherine. why well, it's beautiful, it's cleansing, it's romantic, it's seedy, it's British, it's Farage weather. This is the weather we used to get before all of those Polish, Romanians, all of those EU migrants came over here, took our benefits, bled our NHS system dry and took all of our social housing. This is British weather. So they interfered with the weather? They interfered with the weather, yes, they did. they interfere with the weather? Because they are foreign and that's what they do. Stop interfering with our weather, Poles! I think that's that sorted out, isn't it? What have we got on the show today, Catherine? What's Wagwan? Police cuts. Yep. Um, courtesy crossings. Yep. Justin Dealey for sale. Yeah. And hip-hop happiness. I'm tempted to bid for Justin Dealey. I mean, what, what do you, what's, what's he going to go for, realistically? 25, 30 Five quid? quid. Uh, realistically? I mean, it's dealy. Well, look, hold back, because someone might bid for him, but if he doesn't, I mean, it could be embarrassing. What if no-one bids for him? Exactly. Hey, come on, it's for children in need, guys. It's, it's enforced jollity, guys. Come on, be part of it. Three pounds. Three pounds. <laughs> oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Look what I've got here for you. Hey. Some Texas. Oh. 
Do not attempt world records, says Math in Hanslow. Math? Not because you'll set yourself up for a fall because someone else will beat you within seconds, but because it will cost you money to have it verified, says Math. A friend's golf club did a charity challenge of playing in four rounds in five countries in five days, uh, and Guinness wanted five grand to verify it. Sc- Math in Hanslow. Sorry, you've got to pay the Guineads to uh, verify a, um, a record break attempt? I thought the clipboard man came as standard. Oh, man. I, I, I mean, think- you'll fill in their book for them by being, you know... Here's uh, the thing. A record breaker. If we were to break the um, uh, Guinness World Bank of Records, then um, we would probably get it for free because we're the BBC. You, though, are just... Uh, well, you're plebs. So it's In their eyes. It seems it takes more than dedication. Dedication, dedication. You also need five grand. Um, so we've got... Look, look, guys, you cannot bid for Dealey on Twitter, OK? Scott says, I want to buy Justin Dealey. You hold your horses, Hold Scott. your horses. Quarter past eight, we'll open the phone... Fo- just after eight, quarter past eight, something like that. We'll open the phone lines for half an hour. You can buy Dealey then. We're also asking for your... Can't touch him. And he can't touch you as well. Just, I've just got to make that clear yeah. with a lot of recent scandals. He cannot touch... There's no touching involved. No. The touch-free zone. Measuring moments... Oh, yeah. I once did some brewing and we measured our product in Firkins, says Tony Chertsey. Well, now, uh, <laughs> remember those pubs, the Firkin pubs, and the joke was it sounded like the F word. Yeah. Ho, 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 yeah. ho. Uh, we're asking for your measuring stories after it turns out your feet are measured in wheat. Size 10, it means 10 oh, wheats. Oh, they're corn cobs or something. Oh, mate. Not a corn cob, that'd be massive. Yeah. A corn, what are they called? I don't know. You know. That, you, that's a tiny nut you're holding there. That, a corn... Pipe. No, a uh, corn. Cubine. No, a corn. I don't know, Dolly. An ear of corn. Oh, for goodness sakes, go away, silly woman. 08459 four double five five double five. Okay, I won't tell you about how you can measure yourself then. No, well, don't. We'll do that later when we get really desperate. Now, Thames Valley Police. We get paid for this rubbish. Thames Valley Police are converting jobs currently done by police officers into civilian roles as part of plans to save £45 million in the next three years. The cost-cutting exercise will also see the forces underwater search team disbanded and the loss of 94 training posts. Well, Chief Constable Sarah Thornton is warning that these won't be the only changes. Joined now by Graham Smith, who chairs the Thames Valley Police Federation. Uh, Graham, what's your reaction to the, the, the level of cuts here? Well, uh, I've known about them for several months. I mean, clearly, I believe that the level of cuts that police officers and uh, police services have sustained are too high, are going to affect the service we deliver to the public. And in the end, the government need to reflect on what they're doing to us. And I think we're all as one within Thames Valley and calling on the government, actually, they need to look at the budgets and make sure they give enough cash so we can deliver that service. So you're not blaming Thames Valley? Because cause they have to make these savings, don't they? It's not up to them. I'm not blaming Thames Valley at all. They've got some very difficult cuts. The problem is these cuts really impact on the people that I serve, the underwater search team that have been cut. Those officers are highly specialised. It's not just about playing around on the river and doing searches in river. They do all sorts of searches, all sorts of uh, specialist work for us. And now we're going to have to buy in those services when we need them. Now, uh, I understand why they've done those cuts, but actually the government need to really, really think very, very carefully what they want from the police service. Is the buying in of services going to be cost effective? Because I remember ages, a few years ago, when they were making cuts in the NHS, they got rid of loads of people. Then they rehired them uh, privately at uh, uh, greatly inflated prices. Is it going to be cost effective? 
I don't know, but I suspect that other police services that have underwater search capability, like the, the Metropolitan Police, uh, may use it as an opportunity for reverend, uh, revenue uh, uh, gathering. So we don't know at the moment. There is clearly, clearly a lot of unhappiness amongst officers that I represent. They do understand the situation, but the blame doesn't lie with the Chief Constable or the PCC. The blame lies with the government. Do you think people's lives are going to be put at risk if these cuts continue? Well, clearly for the next year there's no going to be cut to the front line, but the years after that there's going to be a removal of front line officers, without a doubt. I don't see how we can make those cuts without this happening. And clearly, if we can't get to people to help them uh, quickly or we've run out of resources, then people's lives, quality of lives, could be affected. Thank you very much for that, Graham. Really nice to talk to you this morning. Uh, Graham Smith, who chairs the Thames Valley Police Federation. It's interesting, isn't it? It doesn't blame Thames Valley Police. Well, it, it, you can't really. They've been told that they have to make those... They've got to save 45 million quid over the next three years on top of the tens of millions that they've saved already. I mean, you may be sitting at home going, well, this is outrageous. What, what, what are they supposed to do about it? 08459 455 555... <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. The, um, this, uh, Chad Evans is the, uh, the story that won't go away, isn't it? Um, who is it? There was, um, 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 who was the lady? No, Jessica, I know Jessica Rennes is today. There was another lady who I think, I, I hadn't heard of her before. I think she may be a sports broadcaster who was the patron of Sheffield United. I, you, you can tell I don't really know much about football. She's taken her name. She's stepped down from whatever board she represented. And now Jessica Ennis wants her name removed from a Sheffield United stand if the club re-signs rapist player Chad Evans. It, what was funny the other day is Ched Evans has been training with Sheffield United. Not been signed by them yet, he's been training with them. And uh, the, the manager is kind of going, yeah, well, we've not decided whether we're, we're going to sign him yet. Well, uh, uh, yeah, you have, haven't you? You, you, you kind of have. You don't, you don't just let people go and train with you. She said, Jessica Ennis, I believe being a role model is a huge honour. Those in positions of influence should respect the role they play in young people's lives and set a good example. If Evans was to be re-signed by the club, it would completely contradict these beliefs. It's funny having a name sign... A sign... No, hang on. A stand named after you. Imagine having a stand named after you, Jay. Imagine that. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. Would you be able to kind of lord over it and, um, you know, just go and sit wherever you wanted, do you think? Yeah, I could just move people out the seat and say, that's my seat. Yeah, that's my seat. Shift your backside. That's it. I once, for my wife, um, got a plaque on a bench for her in um, a woods that we used to frequent. Not for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, But it's really difficult to word a plaque for a bench and not make it sound like the person is dead, right? So I kind of worded it, sort of, I, I can't remember the exact wording, it was something along the lines of, um, uh, this bench is for such a, Mrs Lee, um, uh, who, uh, great mum and a great wife, right? And then I, I, was, I was walking past the bench and I heard an old couple say, oh, and it's, uh, and it's sad she was a mum to two little boys, and it's sad. There's no way of making it sound like they're not dead. 
thanks for your involvement there, Jay. What have you, what have you got for us? Okay, yeah, uh, last night I had my motorcycle stolen. Oh, man alive. Catherine, you came in on a snazzy new motorcycle. Do you know anything about this? I did not. <laughs> Doesn't have to be Purple Suzuki by any chance, does it? Certainly not. Purple Suzuki. Imagine riding a Purple Suzuki. I know. What, what happened, Jay? Give us give us the facts and the deets. Let's find these scumbags. Yeah, uh, 11.45 last night, it was chained up out the front of my house on the drive. I got up at 4.30 this morning to go to work, and uh, it had gone. <sighs> so I put a message on Facebook. If anyone finds it, um, can they give me a PM on Facebook? What? How, where, 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 where do you live, Jay? I live at Lee Grave in Luton. OK, all right. Jackie, you've called the, the fuzz. You've called the coppers. The I've police. called the coppers, yeah. We call them the police these days, Catherine. I was going to say, you didn't go direct to Facebook. Yeah, you called the <laughs> no, police no, first. No, no, I called the police first, but I say, uh, if anyone sees it, they can give me a shout, and I don't mind coming out and sorting the people out at Biker's Way to sort the uh, problem out. Whoa. Um, whoa. What, what's... Look, I have to ask, what's the Biker's Way? Biker's Way? Mm. Oh, well, I don't know if I can say it over the airways. I think perhaps you should. Um, well, if they've stolen it, they're going to be wearing it, if you understand what I'm saying. But then how would you ride it? Hey? But then how would you ride it? I wouldn't want to ride it after they've stolen it. Jay, thank you very much indeed. Now, of course, I have to say, here at the BBC, we do not in any way condone uh, the biker's way um, and violence of any sort. Stealing is very, very naughty. I can understand why if something was stolen that you would be frustrated and want to do that, but... We can appreciate the passion. We can appreciate the passion, but we certainly can't appreciate the uh, act of making someone wear a motorbike, particularly not a purple Suzuki. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound, it's looking very heavy on the speed sensors between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks there. The M1 southbound's looking very slow as well between Junction 12 for Flittick and the Toddington services. In Chessant, on the A10 southbound, it's very slow between Turnford and the M25, Junction 25 for Enfield. And having a look at the cameras on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking very heavy around Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And looking at the cameras as well, it's looking very wet, so beware of the surface water on the road this morning. There reports any problems at the moment on the trains though Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Samantha, Kath, you just told me about a brilliant plaque you saw on a bench, go on, this, go on t- t- tell the dear listener It said, this bench is dedicated to X You hated this park and everyone in it Fantastic 7.16, it's Friday the 14th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. Downing Street has set out new measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups. And people in Dunstable have welcomed changes to a controversial shared space road scheme in the town centre. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
we got any um, texts that we should throw into the mix before we continue with uh, the show, Catherine? Hi. Uh, if the bus driver Jay given us a description of his uh, motorbike, I think we gave that in full. A purple Suzuki. Yes, hopefully not. Two wheels. Worn, worn by anyone. Seat. I mean, that's pretty... But motorbikes, but I, I can't tell the difference between one motorbike and another. I can. Some are massive. Yeah, the Harleys Some are massive. Are if, if it's driven by a fat old bald man with a long white beard, um, a la glitter, or, uh, and he's got a middle-aged woman behind him, that's a Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is probably Japanese. I believe some of those Harleys are called fat boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, marvellous times. And the others are um, ridden by Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> There's the two differences. Do you, do you find the biker looks sexy? Sexy. Uh, Only no. in the sidecar. Is that the same as the sidecar? Yep. Thanks very much. My great uncle Lawrence used to have a motorbike and sidecar, and he used to put his wife and child in the sidecar. Fantastic. Wow. Did he ever do that thing it did in the films where they would separate and go down different lanes, but no one would realise, and then they'd meet up a bit later on? Another thing, no. No, didn't no. that? All right, mate, just asking. Blimey. I don't know your uncle Lawrence and his. I didn't he? either. Oh. Just heard tell. There we go. Now, earlier this year, we took loads of calls from people in Dunstable complaining that the town's so called courtesy crossings were anything but. They looked like shallow road humps and were supposed to encourage motorists to give way without the need for black and white stripes or lights. Trouble is, no one knew that that's what they were for. The phrase accident waiting to happen was used a lot, as were the words, can we just have a zebra crossing, please? So, a while ago, Justin spoke to Paul Cook, who's Central Bedfordshire Council's Head of Transport and Strategy. 20 miles an hour. I'm no expert in this field, but some of the cars that I've seen this morning are not driving at 20 miles an hour. If you've got a young family trying to cross this road with no crossing, surely you're asking too much. No, there are um, clearly marked courtesy crossings. We have listened to the public um, throughout the... Have you, though? Yes, we have listened to the public, and uh, alterations have been made to the scheme. You see, from my point of view, Paul, I would say that, that a crossing here would solve absolutely everything. Um, uh, crossings are not just safe. The crossings mean that people don't have to think about what they're doing. The idea of the scheme is to, is to get people to think about all road users, not just themselves. It's about integration and not segregation. Well, listening to that is Paul Cook. So, Paul, you were wrong. Um, could I just say, first of all, that the person who you've just quoted... Uh, uh played back. It's not myself, it's a chap called Paul Mason. Ah, well, apologies for that. Who's the head of um, highways at uh, Central Bedfordshire Council, so I didn't say that. But um, uh, when you interviewed me before, I said that as a result of surveys and the things that had happened there, we decided it would probably be quite a good idea to put zebra crossings in, which of course we've now done. So wh- why has it taken so long? Because people have been calling these for, calling for these for a long time, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, it's a very different type of scheme we've got in that area, and we wanted to give it a chance to bed in. I mean, we do routinely go back and check on things, but in this case, we wanted to make sure we got it absolutely right. And, of course, as you know, we did a big survey at the time, which had... I mean, there were quite a lot of positives coming out of the survey. Around 70% of the people felt the area looked better. And... Uh, I think about 59% of people agreed that speeds had dropped. In fact, they have dropped quite significantly in the area. But we wanted to give it a chance to work properly before, uh, and to make sure it was working properly before we made the changes, which, as I say, is what we'd normally do. Uh, there seems to be a lot of positive response locally. It, it, it sounds like people are very happy with this new scheme. 
Yes, I'm, I'm very pleased at the response we've got to it now. I mean, as I say, it's a very different sort of scheme for the air, and it's very pleased that uh, I'm very pleased indeed to see that people are supportive of it now. Well, Paul, I'm sorry we confused you with uh, with <laughs> Paul. Mason. I do apologise. It's a terrible mistake to make, and someone should be roundly whipped <laughs> as a direct result. Um, and I guess you'll be keeping an eye on this just to make sure that this that this continues uh, being a success and people keep giving it the thumbs up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we monitor all schemes, yeah, we all rows in the area to check for accidents and that sort of thing. We'll continue to do so. Yes, Paul. Thank you very much indeed. Good for time. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's always uh, always good to get your basic names right. Whoever did that, thanks very much for making me look like a twit. I'm a little bit annoyed. I know. I'm a little bit annoyed. Let's move on. You covered it beautifully. Well, yeah, but it made me look like a complete plum on the radio. I keep opening the paper at the page of Blooming Dot Cotton in the Nuddy. That's the last thing that I want to see, for goodness sake. Hey, obese pa- people. Has she got a massive bottom? Uh, y- yes, she's, she's resting um, a fag on it. <laughs> obese people fail to accept they are fat. This is, the pro- this is part of the problem, you see. Under 10% of those with high BMI... I don't, actually, I don't actually buy into this BMI thing. I've probably got high BMI if I have to go and get checked out. And you hear all these stories about rugby players being yeah. told that they're obese when they're not. They're just really muscly. Fewer than 1 in 10 people who are obese would ever describe themselves as such, according to research showing that most people with a weight problem seriously underestimate it. We all know fat people... Um, who don't think that they're they're fat? I remember once talking to a, 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 a lady. I think it was it may have been somewhere else, um, who was a campaigner for fat awareness. And I was saying, well, what about the health issues? What health issues? Uh, the fact that being fat is actually quite unhealthy. No, it's not. Well, yeah, it is. It puts more strain on your heart. It's, there's no evidence that being fat is unhealthy. Right. And that's the kind of denial. Down these stairs. I feel it sometimes. If You know, I go through phases where I'll not stop eating and you start to feel different. You start to feel clogged up and you start to feel unhealthy. I need to start getting fit because I am getting a little bit uh, tubby. And um, No, you're not. Am I? That's what I'm supposed to say. No, I, I, I'm happy to... I don't think you are. Kelly, mm? where are you going? Don't what? go near the microphone. I'm... Don't lean, Don't lean into the mic. Don't open the mouth. Go on, say it. We can do exercise when we play music between the first hour. There we go. You see, she thinks I'm fat. No, I don't. Um, well, I, I ch- ch- uh, chasing after the uh, owners of that um, trailer park last week, you saw how quickly out of breath I got. I was in a terrible state afterwards. It was downhill, though. I think it was a difficult incline. I'd have, a, I'd have a lie down in the back of your car. Being overweight and obese have become so common that perceptions have, sh- have shifted. Many obese people who are in danger of health problems think their weight is normal. Come on, guys. I mean, if you want to be fat, that's, that's fine, but, you know. It's me that's got to look at it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, well, it's true, though. No, I like, you know I like... Um, everybody. Everybody, man. Everybody. I love everybody. Um, and there's... Uh, I've never seen the railway children. <gasps> if I did, I was very, very young. Oh, why? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, well, they've all got it's the end bit where they come through the steam and they see their dad and daddy, daddy, oh, my daddy. Sh- ruined it Spoiler now. alert. Well, you know that he's going to come back. I just don't even know, know when. Missing. Oh yeah, he gets done. <sighs> but I think in the film they gloss over it. I think in the book he's accused of spying for the Germans. Yeah, well, Bruce Willis is a ghost. In Die Hard. Yes, mate. In Die Hard. 
Paul. Cast members of the 1970 film The Railway Children are reunited for a presentation to Bernard Cribbin. Salty Jack? Is that what his name is, Salty Jack? <laughs> oh, no, the dog's called Salty Dog. Oh. Old called? Jack, Old Jack. Old Jack, Old Jack. I wish he was called Salty Jack. When that comes on, my kids go, oh, no, not a salty dog. <laughs> I hate that programme. I don't understand why one of the people is magic in it. No, I don't really understand that programme. I also okay. don't like Grandpa in My Pocket. But no. I think it's a good vehicle for some very fine axes. Oh, Grandpa in My Pocket is utter guff. So he's got no business being in anyone's pocket. Oh, by the way, hello to uh, Andy um, uh, was listening to us the other day. So Andy was from CBeebies listens every oh, now and then. He, I, I got a little text saying he'd been listening. So hello, Andy. Anyway, um, the, with Cribbins, who played the station master Perks, as well as playing Salty Jack in, uh, <laughs> in another programme, are his wife in the movie, Deddy Davis. Yes. Uh, and two of the three children, Gary Warren... And Jenny Agata. I know, right. Jenny Agata was famous for that movie, and now she's not famous for that movie. She's famous for another thing she did in a different film. Is, she, is that the film where she took all her kit off? Yes. Was that um, Soylent... Not Soylent Green. Um, it was some futuristic... I can't remember, but men of your age do tend to have a little pause for it. thought when they think of Jen, Jenny Agata. It's always all, Jenny Agata. Well, I was, I, was, um, I was flicking away in front of the TV recently. Uh, was it something to do with the bush? Wasn't she in Australia in this film? And that film came on. No, there's the shipwrecked one with um, Laura, um, the drunk man, the horrible, obnoxious drunk man, Oliver, Oliver Reed, Reed, who everyone thinks is a hero. But actually was that was, her? I don't no, know. No, that wasn't her. No, that was... Um, um, was that Jenny Seagrove? Similar. They're of a similar type. They're of a similar type. <laughs> anyway, that's nice. There really is very, very little in the newspapers. I'm a celeb is, is you know, is still being... Pushed and promoted. There's a picture of uh, Kim Kardashian's. Well, we've seen her bottom, bottom, and now there's her other bottom. I was thinking about that. Why are we shocked? We've seen her in action as well. So what's I mean, even more? Very little more she can do apart from give us an X-ray. Isn't this interesting? <laughs> isn't this interesting? On, on one page, page seven. Good one, Kath. Is a picture of Kim Kardashian stood there with her, her boobs out and her her, um, her wedge out. Then you go to page. <laughs> what? No, don't repeat it. Then you go to page nine. Again. You turn the page over, and there is the most. There is the other side of <laughs> sorry there is the other side of um this is i'm trying to make a serious point here about women and about how um we we as a society manipulate them and expect so much from them go so then you turn the page and there is the other side the downside of boob photography there is a, a picture of a woman in thailand having um a operation mm. and um it really does um, bring it all home, doesn't it? I'm not quite sure what the, 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 the point is. Well, they'll probably be catching up within about three months' time. But I'm on your side, sisters, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> to show what she's got to show for it. I am totally, totally on your side, sister. And then you turn the page again, and there's, um, there's, there's, there's more. It's boobs, boobs, boobs everywhere. Outrageous behaviour. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. One into London, there's a lane closed between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware because of an accident there. On the M25 clockwise, there's reports that there's some tarpaulin in the road between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 21 for the M1, making it a bit slow around there. In Stonebridge Park on the North Circular Road, there's a lane closed there because of an accident between the Brentfield Harrow underpass around there, making it very busy. On the M40 towards London, there's a lane blocked on the exit slip road at Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. And on the A1 southbound, it's very slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks there. There's no problems at the moment reported on the train. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. The Chief Constable has announced that 53 police officer jobs will be converted into support staff roles. After weeks of negotiation, the Conservatives and Liberal Democrats have agreed a range of measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups. Police have been given a further seven days to question a 19-year-old from Wickham and three other men suspected of terrorism offences and drivers in Luton are being warned that failing to stop for school crossing patrols will mean a fine of up to £1,000 and three penalty points. The Borough Council says a dozen serious incidents have been recorded this year. Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio Andy Murray is out of the World Tour Finals at the O2 Arena after a 6-love, six 6-1 six thrashing by Roger Federer in just 56 minutes. Oh, it's, it's obviously very frustrating um, when you're you know, trying, my, trying my best and you know, it's not really happened in my career before like that where winning games has, has been an issue. Obviously, we had tough losses and heavy defeats, but none, none, uh, none quite like that. Bedford Rugby Club captain Nick Fenton-Wells returns for tonight's championship match at home to Yorkshire Carnegie. Kickoff at Goldington Road is at 7.45. There's online commentary via the BBC Sport website. In football, no matches for Watford or MK Dons tomorrow because of the international break. In League Two, with leaders Wickham not playing until Monday, Luton can return to the top with a win at home to Tranmere. Scott Griffiths is set to return at left-back with Pelly Ruddock back in the squad after injury. Stevenage host Cheltenham with manager Graham Westley relieved their injury list is shortening. Having you know had a training ground where we struggled to have a five aside, um, we can actually have an eleven v eleven now. So um, it's it's it, it's been so difficult this season. People want to talk about excuses, but I really don't think they understand how tough it's been. Meanwhile, Watford's Craig Cathcart and MK Don's duo Will Grigg and Ben Reeves are with Northern Ireland for tonight's Euro 2016 qualifier in Romania. Also tonight, Scotland hosts the Republic of Ireland. And Olympic gold medalist Jessica Ennis-Hill wants her name to be removed from a stand named after her by Sheffield United if the club offers convicted rapist Ched Evans a contract. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What, um, you're chuckling at me? Um, something that you've just tweeted. What have I just Aren't tweeted? Aren't people funny, eh? Aren't people funny? What have I just tweeted? Picture of um, some oh. showering monkeys. <laughs> I'm telling you about fan fiction. Wow. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, fan fiction guys for those you don't know. Who's they're, holding the curtain? That's Peter pulling the cu- the curtain back and he's taking a pic. That's a, fan fiction is uh, the, the, for lots of groups, Beatles, Monkeys, and I guess modern groups. People write kind of stories about these people, and um, that there is uh, uh, um, some of them are quite adult in their in their um, depiction of some of the scenes of intergroup activities. This is just hygiene, though, isn't it? No, oh. there's a real whole. I'll send you some of the stories. Anyway, I've just posted tweeted a really. Uh, 
Anyway, 08459 four double. Someone drew that with their mind. <laughs> 08459 four double five. Five double five. I'm looking, I can't. <laughs> um, Castaway. What are we doing on. Oh, what? Castaway was the yep. film you were referring to with Oliver Reed wandering around with not very many clothes on. Yeah. Um, and Amanda Donahoe was his partner in that. I read a book about Oliver Reed and he's, he's cited as a real hero and uh, one well, of those boozy legends. A hellraiser. He wasn't, he was a thoroughly obnoxious, he was an obnoxious drunk. Really nasty, n- nasty man. He did some horrible, horrible things to people. Oh, it's old Ollie, but no, he's nasty. Similar stories about Robert Mitchum. Um, yeah, Mitchum was a bit of a stoner. Mm. Um, yeah, similar. I, some I, nasty things he did to people. Yeah, I read a book about Mitchum. I wouldn't say he was quite as bad as Reed. Really? They did a film together. Imagine the hijinks they, those guys got up to. What are we talking about this morning, Catherine? It's a bit of... Uh, We're talking about measuring stuff. Yeah, oh, you're teach measuring... People how to measure... How, if you want to know how to measure yourself, stay tuned. This is the station for you. Yes. Yes, it is. Because it turns out you measure your feet in bushels. Bushels? What? No. Ears of corn. Ears of corn. Don't you just measure them in shoes? You measure them in uh, those machines in clocks. Oh, oh, I miss those. We went to a new one. Uh, a new have you heard the Clark song, by the way? By the, have I played that to you? By the rapper? Yes, I think you have. Okay, okay. Great times. Because Clarks is a big deal in uh, Africa, isn't in, it? In Africa, Clarks are the yeah. shoes to have. And there's a rapper who um, did, did a, an excellent song about Clark shoes. But anyway. Whereas when I was a kid, wearing okay, Clark shoes to school was social suicide. I might make mm. it by a strange coincidence. I might have it on CD. Go on, tell me your story. Right. Right, uh, the this, um, story thing. was about... Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, going into Clarks and now they measure it with an iPad. What? Yeah, they stick an iPad in the end of the measuring thing. No, they yeah, don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. they yeah. don't. You put your name in, a little character comes up and talks you through the measuring process. No, they don't. Yeah, they did. That's, a lie. That's what they did. Um, we've had a um, thing through about measuring yourself. So, Jill, thank you for this. Thank Everyone, you, Jill. If you want to measure yourself, everyone's wondering how big, stroke tall, stroke wide they are. Yeah. Here we go. If you measure from your wrist to your elbow, that's the size of your foot. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. And if you stretch your arms out and measure fingertip to fingertip, yeah. that's your height. Yep, know that. You've got very long arms. I'm tall. I've got that Clark song. Should we have a little listen? Oh. Wow. Yeah. Great vibe. Ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Just, I mean, do you want to borrow? This is the Shags, of course. I'm winding you guys up. This is the Shags. Do you want to borrow this CD for your, your uh, show on Saturday, Just? Um, no. I've got sorry. some great no, 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 no. memories about it. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Beautiful it's girls. Like, Beautiful <laughs> girls. <laughs> Can we put that on Facebook? Yeah. yeah. Wow, they are gorgeous. <laughs> Look at those skirts. Look at the hair. The hair is the thing, isn't it? <laughs> Justin Dealey, we'll yeah. talk, you're up for sale a little bit later on. Yes. What can people... We'll, we'll talk... We'll, we'll, we'll go into detail probably after it, but just give us a brief summary of what people are bidding for, because there's a lot of excitement on Facebook. Yes, Scott yes, Balks, absolutely. Yep, yep. There was a bit of a stalker. Yeah, is, yeah. He might be dipping <laughs> into his pocket. Uh, currently, 23.45 is the highest bid, but you can, you can officially bid after 8 o'clock. You can only bid after 8 o'clock. We're not accepting bids on Twitter, guys. You've got to phone in and yep. make those bids. Uh, so you can buy me, you can buy my vibe, and you can buy the chance to co-host my Saturday music show between wow. 12 and 2. A unique opportunity. Yep. I'm a 
little bit nervous about this, but there has been a lot of interest on social media. So I'm hoping that people will come forward and, and grasp the opportunity and raise some money for a great cause. They're not allowed to touch you. Yep. You're not allowed, yeah. sadly, Justin, <laughs> to touch you. Touch yeah, that. that was explained yesterday. Mm, I heard, heard, of, heard it kicking off a little bit. But I'm tempted. To, I might have a little bid. Yeah, how much? Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to give out Come my... Come on. No- I'd go 35 quid. 35 quid? Yeah. OK, fair enough. Yeah. I think that's what you're worth. All right. Being honest. Okay. But we'll talk about that after 8 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, you've been out doing um, actual, some proper psychological research, haven't you? I it's have. serious stuff now. Uh, we spoke about this a couple of days ago. Why are you in my studio, by the way? You uh, never come in here. It's raining outside. And we've got a few technical problems. Because it's, it's raining, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> We've got a few technical problems, seriously. Yeah, you, you don't want to get your hair wet. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. It, it's, uh, it's technical. That's why I'm here. Yeah, Are you yeah. okay with that? I'm, I'm not... We're kind of in your space, but... I'm not completely okay oh, with okay. that, but I will go with it. We'll keep this professional. So, The Telegraph, um, a couple of days ago, we mentioned this. Uh, they said that hip-hop music can help you beat depression. We yep. thought, wow. Great. Um, according to scientists. So, as promised, Ian, what I did, I took my favourite hip-hop CDs and my ghetto blaster yeah. to put this to the test. I went to the small village of Callington in Bedfordshire, and I blasted out the sounds of the Wu-Tang Clang, LL Cool J, the, the Wu-Tang Clang. Did you just say Clang? Mm. The Wu-Tang Clangers? Mm. The who? Wu-Tang Gang. Wu-Tang. How do you pronounce them properly? Say, say it one more time. I'm not so... Look, can I just do my piece? Why? <laughs> you can do it properly. Okay. The Wu-Tang Clang. Yes. Uh, LL Cool J. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash and so on. So as people came out of the shops... It's Clan. Okay, Clan. As people came out of the shops, I blasted them with hip-hop music. Uh, <laughs> people are coming out of the shop saying, what's going on? I replied simply, street test. If the Telegraph can report this, it's good enough for us. So, um, a couple of minutes of audio coming up here of me on the streets of Caddington uh, putting hip-hop to the test via CDs and a ghetto blaster. Here we go. <laughs> Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Yo, what's your name, madam? Chris. Chris, you're here with your dog this morning. You've got a doggy bag in your hand. Oh, get out of here. Uh, we're playing hip-hop on the streets. It's proven that it can lift your spirits, help you beat depression. You're smiling, you're grooving, you're loving it, aren't you? I am, yes. It's very good. Yeah. Shall I have a dance? <laughs> Put that bag down first. <laughs> well, most people I'm speaking to here, no disrespect around your age, are saying to me, this is absolute rubbish. No, it would, it would cheer me up and get me going. When it comes to hip-hop, I know you're a big fan. Do you prefer Eminem or Outkast? Eminem. Hip, 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 pop. Ah, I'm not into that. What we need is some LL Cool J. Great tune from back in the day. So, what's your name? Alan. Alan, you seem a little bit depressed because your car's just broken down. Correct. Okay. now scientists say that by listening to hip-hop... It can help you beat depression. Listening to this right now, you're smiling, aren't you? Come on. Yes, I am, yes. It's good, yeah. You enjoying the beat? I'm enjoying it, yes. yes. Have you ever heard of LL Cool J before? No, I haven't, no. You're going to go and buy his music now? Of course, yes. A top man you are. OK, I'll let you get back to your car. Thanks very much. Woo! Who's this? What's your name? Natasha. We have taken hip-hop to the streets here in Caddington. When you hear this sound first thing in the morning, how does it make you feel? Alive. 
alive and ready to go. Oh, look at you moving your set. Didn't expect this as I come out the shop. Yeah, well, here we are. I've, I've taken it to the streets. According to scientists, it can help you beat depression. Listening to music like this can help you. I agree. I do agree. No, it's too loud. It's too noisy. Can you do a bit of hip-hop rapping for me? No, no, certainly not. Nice hat, by the way. Cheers, man. Hello, mate. How you doing? Not too bad. Good stuff. Nice ponytail. Um, hip-hop, does it do it for you? No, no, it's not my scene, you know. Rock and roll, reggae, heavy metal, you know. The vibe's just not for you, is it? No, no. I mean, if you were to go down the hip-hop route, you'd have to replace a leather jacket, and you'd probably have to go with a hoodie or something like that. No. <laughs> Cheers, boss. Right. He, he wasn't um, vibing, was he? He wasn't. Mixed views, I have to say. Um, probably 70% of people respected what I was doing and enjoyed what I was doing. 30% just would not have it. <laughs> I don't know if anybody from that audio respected what you were doing. I think they appreciated it in certain quarters. Scientific test. It's not every day something like this happens in the village yeah. of Cattington. Yeah. People were smiling. Most people, when you played it to them, it lifted their spirits. So I can understand what the scientists are saying. We were talking, Catherine and I were talking, you'll, you'll know the answer to this. We were talking about Mark Morrison, the Mac, mm. the other day. And of course, mm. he had a big hit, Return of the Mac. He had another big hit, and we couldn't remember what it was called. I think it was called Horny. Thanks very much. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. If anyone can remember how that went as well, that song, because I'm not familiar with it. I remember Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. He got. He was a naughty boy, wasn't it? Well, it, it wasn't as naughty as he made out. Was, is this story true? You, uh, did you tell me the story about him in court, or did Scoynes tell me this about? Um, <laughs> he's in it court. Was it was he was in court. Can you do? You remember it better than I do, probably. Only jo- God can judge me. He said to the the judge, and the, <laughs> and the judge said, "No, I think you'll find I can, and I'm sending you down." <laughs> <laughs> oh, when's he going to make a comeback, though? Uh, I think he's tried a couple of times, but people aren't into. People don't um, sing in a funny voice anymore, do they? Well, yeah, they do. Jake Bugg sings, sings like an old man, and so does Paolo Nettini. But that other they're good voice, though those, bo- those yeah, no, they're good them. Yeah, and they're probably singing. But you know the shaggy voice, the shabba voice, yeah, the who Mark else sings? Voice. Who does that? Who else? Here we go. This is a good phone. And Justin, you might have some suggestions. Who else sings in a funny voice? Oh eight four five nine four double five five. But Florence does from Florence and the Machine. She it's sings a beautiful in a voice. Yeah, but it's funny. Sadaka. Sadaka's got a slightly funny voice. I mean, uh, uh, Bassie, probably the most famous funny voiced yeah. woman in the world. Jones. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wait, Cher. Cher. She does a voice, doesn't she? She does a voice. She does a voice. Kate Bush. Kate Bush does a whale. Speaking of um, um, faces and how they change over the years, the uh, Daily Mail, there really is nothing in the papers today, guys. So the Daily Mail is um, how band aid aged. As Geldof forms a new supergroup, how 30 years have taken their toll. Toll, toll. 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 As Geldof forms a new supergroup, how 30 years have taken their toll on the original lineup. So basically, it's pictures of pop stars 30 years ago. And now. And some of them look, well, all of them look a bit older. But it's not, it's, it's not their toll. That's life. It's called, yes, growing. I mean, if you look at me 30 years ago, I'm a lot taller now. A lot well, you taller. were six. 
Seven. Okay. Um, the weirdest one is Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, 30 years ago, I do, he looks like a, a member of the farm or something. I don't remember him ever having that kind of scally scouse haircut. Trailblazer. Who's a what? Trailblazer. <laughs> You're thinking of Jeff Brazier. Always. Aren't we just? 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane blocked between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. That's after an accident and it is starting to queue there. Also on the M1, though, towards London between Junction 5 for Watford and Junction 4 for Edgware. The accident has been cleared and all the lanes have opened again. Looking at speed sensors, it is moving fine again through there. On the M25, clockwise, there's reports that there's some tarpauling in the road between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 21 for the M1. And in Stonebridge Park on the A406 North Circular Road, there's a lane closed there because because of an accident westbound at the Harry Road underpass and it's causing queues now from the Brent Cross flyover. On the M40 towards London, there's a lane closed on the exit slip road because of vehicles broken down at Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout. There's no problems, though, to report on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Right, 7.45. It's Friday the 14th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. Downing Street has set out new measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups. And firefighters are dealing with a blaze at a recycling centre on the Hertfordshire-Cambridge border near Royston. Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, well, I've just tweeted a picture of the radar picture just to show you there's quite a lot more to come in terms of this uh, hideous rain we've got at the moment. Of course, I was saying an hour ago, Buckinghamshire is part of the Met Office warning area for this rain. That's valid until nine o'clock this morning. Beds and hearts, not so much. There is a little bit more breakage, actually. Uh, Stevenage, for the moment, uh, seeing a little bit of a drier interlude, but there's more to come, and that rain will be with us, and certainly until the middle part of the morning, if not latter part of the morning, it's clearing off towards the north. Northeast all the time. Once it does clear away, actually things do look pretty set fair for the afternoon. Uh, a nice afternoon developing, some sunshine coming through, and with lighter winds, it'll feel quite pleasantly mild. Top temperature of 12, 13 Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit. So, yeah, a bad start this morning, a poor start. It is a uh, pretty tricky out there on the roads, not very pleasant indeed and quite squally as that rain comes through, but it will calm down. Then through the weekend, risk of some showers tomorrow afternoon, uh, but a lot of places will stay dry and on Sunday as well, the risk of a shower, but mostly a lot of dry weather around and some cloud as well. Temperatures falling off a little as we move towards the start of the new working week, uh, closer to where we should be by Monday and fairly dry on Monday, but also fairly cloudy, Ian. Excellent. today. How would you like to raise money for charity and buy yourself a once-in-a-lifetime experience? This year, for children in need, we're auctioning off a behind-the-scenes tour of Red Bull Racing. Co-host the programme here on BBC Three Counties Radio. An award-winning chef cooking a full meal in your house. A Millbrook driving experience for two on the skid pan. 
Canoeing at Lee Valley with Olympic champion Etienne Stott. A very special family tour of the code-breaking Bletchley Park. For full details on all the lots up for auction and all the terms and conditions, go to bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. The Children in Need charity auction, all day today here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka. And in about 25 minutes, you'll be able to put a bid on to co-host Justin Dealey's radio show. Saturdays, 12 till 2, exciting times. Musical memories. Musical memories. Spontaneous round of applause didn't quite take off there, Kelly. What? It doesn't matter. It don't always. You you tried one. We've we've all been there. You tried one and it didn't work. Embarrassing. And it just not for us though. For you. Now from now on, if you ignore Luton's lollipop people, you'll risk a one thousand pound fine and three points on your license. The borough council is getting tough in reaction to a number of serious incidents this year, including one that resulted in injury. Well, it's a story that we've covered. Uh, a few times up various areas where um, traffic uh, 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 lollipop ladies and men are just being ignored and drivers are hurtling by. We've, we've it's kind of brought this up a few times, and some of the stories, Catherine, have been quite horrific, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. But wasn't there a story about someone spitting at a lollipop lady as well? We've had all kinds of things. I mean, when I was a kid, you saw the lollipop person and you stopped. That was the end of it, wasn't yeah. it? There was a bit of respect there, especially because they tended to be elderly. Yeah. Well, Dave Taylor is the council's portfolio holder for road safety. Morning, Dave. Morning, Ian. Uh, Dave, now, are these new powers, or are they just enforcing what's already possible? Oh, they're enforcing what's, every, what's possible. Um, it goes back to about 2001. It's, it's, an, it's an annual thing that we do to remind drivers every year um, that they must stop um, when the lollipop person uh, uh, comes and, and, and puts the post and stops the traffic. They must stop. But why, why aren't people doing it? Um, I, I honestly don't know. Is, is it ignorance or what? Because um, there are incidents every year, and you just mentioned one serious incident that we've had this year. In fact, there have been 14 uh, serious incidents this year um, on the roads, especially the hot spots of London Road, Marsh Road and Blundell Road, where people actually just totally ignore the lollipop person. They drive on the pavement, scatter mm, the kids, blimey. and away they go. We always report those incidents to the police. Uh, the, the one patrol attendant has been injured in the That's last right. year. What, what happened there? That's right. That's right. It, we, they were hit by a vehicle. Simple as that, and I think you've got to give every sympathy to the to to, to our, our, our crossing patrol people. I mean, you look out the window this morning, and it's really bucketing down a rain. But we've got forty-seven of them, and they'll all be out today in all weathers, and they deserve a little p- bit of protection. It does. It does strike me as odd that that you know. I've again, Catherine mentioned the word respect. I've always respected the lollipop ladies. Hey, they're going to slow my journey down by about twenty-five seconds. I think I can live with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and it's really it's to do with the safety of the children going to school. We want children to walk to school, uh, and we're trying to protect them, and we're trying to protect our school crossing patrols. Yet people, you know, our ignorant people, uh, just completely ignore everything and just drive on. Dave, your message to, uh, to drivers who, who think this behaviour is acceptable and flout the law? Yeah, I mean, please stop when the school crossing patrol wants to let children across the road. It's not going to delay you that much. Um, so please respect them. Good luck with this, Dave. It's, it's a story we keep coming back to and uh, always happy to support these, these kind of endeavours. It's uh, 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 Dave Taylor.
it, it's, you know, yeah, you want to get somewhere and you're in a bit of a rush and you're a bit late, but it's going to slow your journey down by 40 seconds. Tops, but isn't also, it? But also, having that lollipop patrol there means that they wait until there are enough kids and they go across in a bunch rather than having kids going across in dribs and drabs. You know, when it's school kick-out time or, or turning up time, you're always going to be held up by kids crossing the road. Well, do you know what makes me uncomfortable about lollipop? Men and women is I don't know. I'm I'm a 41 year old man. Right? I think I know how to cross the road. Um, but I once got told off recently because I went to cross on my own, and the lollipop. Um, I think it was a. I think it was a man. Said, "Oi, wait for me to do that." And oh, really? he he, I, he had to. I had to wait for him to let me cross. That felt weird. He was enjoying his power. He was enjoying the his power, power of the pop. The power of the pop. That's what was going on there. Yeah, he was enjoying that. And Kelly mentioned that there are some lollipoppers who will uh, actually stand on proper crossings, you know, so they'll press the button for you. And yeah, see you I, I mean, Look, I, if it's I for can little, press the button. If it's for little children, then I can understand why they would do that. But how are your ge- dad should be showing their kids how to cross the road How properly. are your girls with the green cross code? Really good, but what really winds me up is when I'm showing them and we are waiting, and yeah, there might not be any traffic coming, but I'm trying to teach them that kind of red man stop, yep. green man go. And then someone will tear up behind me and start just cross. Oh, I do that. I know, but it's annoying. Well, that's you can your see problem. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's your problem, though. But then I will, you know, I will slate you to my children. I'll that's say. fine. Well, that's a very silly thing to do, and he's going to get run over. Well, I don't get run over. I get over the road quicker. I'm 41. I can make my own mind up. When I'm with the kids... Yeah, but you're we a wait... bad example to my kids. Well, that's your kids. They're not my kids. <sighs> with the greatest of respect, They're tough. all our kids, if you think about it. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, I believe they're our future. Um, but my boys are excellent at doing the Green Cross Code. Mm-hmm. But when I say excellent... Wait, next time you're showing them, I'm going to tear up behind you. They're looking, is this, right? So you get the, get the boys oh, they do the head the movement. They just do that. They just go from side, just they do the Stevie Wonder dance, don't they? That's what they're doing there. Oh, we've gone all dizzy now. That's, that's kind of their looking, so I don't, they're going to get a stroboscopic effect. What I also can't bear is when there is a crossing and then you see parents dragging their kids across further down the road because they can't be bothered to walk. Hey, I, th- th- this always happens. You're a zebra crossing and literally ten yards away, there'll be someone crossing the road. Jog on, fair. And I nearly had a go at a woman the other... I actually nearly um, spoke strongly to a woman who was stood at the side of the zebra crossing, right, so she's waiting to cross. No, she wasn't. She was checking her phone. <gasps> and so cars, cars would stop, and she wasn't... Oh, she's not going to cross. OK, I'll move on. Then the next car would stop. Very annoying. And I nearly wound down the window and said, Oi! But you didn't. No, I didn't. But you nearly did, and that would have really told her. That would have put her in her place, wouldn't it, for goodness sakes? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. sailing ship. There were 40 boys and girls. They would sail their ship around the globe, so they called it the United World. The ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down. The waves were big as mountains. They found they would surely drown. They jumped into the lifeboats to the 
a watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands 08459 If you've ever been on a lost island trapped in time. And he was doing a voice there, wasn't he? He was doing the 1960s singer's voice. He was doing a singer's... I, now, I've never heard... One Direction are very popular. I've never heard a One Direction song. Oh, I don't, they I don't, are quite good. Well, they, 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 they are the biggest boy band in the world. We don't really have boy bands anymore. We kind of grew out yeah. of that. As Blazing a, Squad ruined it. Did Was it Blazing Squad? Remember The Wanted? We had a really interesting article about The Wanted and One Direction because they were both touted at the same time. Were they? Yeah, they Wanted were. As they were on the front page of like Time magazine or something as being because they both had hits in the States. And then The Wanted disappeared. They're all working on solo projects. Oh. Signing on. Do you want fries with that? That kind of stuff. Ophelia's in Luton. Good morning, Ophelia. Oh, morning, Ian. Good morning, Ophelia. You have just proven that I am actually sometimes in my right mind. Wow. I was just moaning and saying, why are they playing that old song? But as I was listening to it, yeah. I thought, oh my days, The Lost Island. I keep telling people, I keep asking people, don't you remember that program called The Lost Island? Yeah. And that song proves that I'm not making it up because that was a theme tune it for that program. It, right, okay, let's just back up down a little bit. It doesn't prove that you're not nuts. All right, all right. Okay, but yes, it does prove that that program actually existed. But you can't find it on YouTube, nowhere I've searched. I bet you could if you looked on YouTube. I did. Right, I'm going to look on you. I bet you try. Right. If I look on YouTube now yeah. and I find the Lost Islands, that's where I found the theme tune from. If you look on YouTube and you find the Lost Islands, oh, I, I will it. make a five pound donation to children in need. Oh. Well, Kelly's just saying she's found it. Yeah, yeah. No way! Yeah, I got the Lost Islands, episode one captured. Oh so, my days! <coughs> I'm going to search it. I kept telling my sisters because we could never get to watch it. Five, five pounds to children in need, please. Yes, it is. Thank you very today. much. Thank you. Bye bye. There we go. We don't do old kids programs. Take her details. Yeah, she has to pay that money now. Oh, she's, she's gone. gone. Yeah, Ophelia, you're breaking my heart. Podsy's crying, Ophelia. It's your fault. Okay, here we go. Right. So, we don't do old kids TV programs. But oh, Big John, Little John, anybody? Big John, Little John, anybody? Is that the full title? Big John, Little John, anybody? Full stop. Oh. Was that that wasn't to do with the storytelling? It was a fella that he went to Africa and he drank some magic water. It was like a sitcom, an American sitcom. And but then when he came back, he turned into a boy. He was Big John, and then Little John, right. and his wife would have to pretend to be his mum. When he was a little boy. That's messed up, isn't it? Isn't it? That sounds great. Mm. Now, we don't do, we don't do, but, but, anyone? Anyone? Beulah! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very slow between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. It's because of an accident through their earlier run. In Stonebridge Park on the North Circular Road, it's queuing between the Harrow Road underpass and the Brent Cross flyover because of an accident earlier on as well. In Watford, Beach and Grove's looking very busy on the speed sensors around Escort Road. And on the M40 towards London, there's a lane blocked on the exit slip road. That's because of a breakdown at Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. In Aston Abbott's on Park Gate, southbound
around between Leighton Buzzard and Aylesbury. It's looking very slow at the Wingrave Crossroads, Smartcraft, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm having an argument. The kid, are we not doing old kids shows? But you know the double decker bus kids, the double deckers, right? Those kids was Aswad, wasn't it? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Thames Valley police cuts are criticised. Another seven days to quiz Buck's terror suspect and warning to Luton drivers to stop for school crossing patrols. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. The Chief Constable has announced that 53 police officer jobs will be converted into support staff roles. 94 training posts will also be lost, along with the underwater search team. Graeme Smith chairs the Thames Valley Police Federation. There is clearly, clearly a lot of unhappiness amongst officers that I represent. They do understand the situation, but the blame doesn't lie with the Chief Constable or the PCC. The blame lies with the government. Police have been given a further seven days to question a 19-year-old from High Wycombe and three other men suspected of terrorism offences. The 19-year-old, named locally as Yusuf Said, was arrested at an address in High Wycombe last Thursday evening. After weeks of negotiation, the Conservatives and Liberal Democrats have agreed a range of measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups. A counter-terrorism bill to be tabled in Parliament in the next couple of weeks would prevent individuals from returning to the UK for at least two years unless they were facing prosecution or consented to close supervision by the authorities. Speaking to journalists in Australia, David Cameron defended the plan. We think about the civil liberties implications, we think about the effects on other countries, etc, etc. But at the end of the day, I make the choices based on what I think is necessary to keep the British public safe. Uh, And uh, I, I think this new power is important in that regard. Firefighters are dealing with the blaze at a recycling centre on the Hertfordshire-Cambridgeshire border near Royston. They say the blaze in a large pile of wood chippings is under control at Flint Cross, but the A505 is closed between Duxford and the A10 at Royston. Drivers in Luton are being warned that failing to stop for school crossing patrols will mean a fine of up to £1,000 and three penalty points. Borough Councillor Dave Taylor says over a dozen serious incidents have been recorded this year. In fact, there have been 14. Uh, serious incidents this year um, on the roads, especially the hot spots of London Road, Marsh Road and Blundell Road, where people actually just totally ignore the lollipop person. They drive on the pavement, scatter the kids and away they go. We always report those incidents to the police. The One Show Rickshaw Challenge completes its journey today to the BBC studios at Elstree in Hertfordshire for tonight's Children in Need show. The team of riders with presenter Matt Baker will be cycling from Chesham through Kings Langley, Bedmond, St Albans and Hatfield. They have already raised over £900,000. In sport, Andy Murray is out of the World Tour Finals at the O2 Arena after a 6-love, six 6-1 six thrashing by Roger Federer in just 56 minutes. And the Bedford Rugby Club captain Captain Nick Fenton-Wells returns for tonight's championship match at home to Yorkshire Carnegie. The weather windy with heavy and persistent rain this morning, dry this afternoon with some sunny spells, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone-in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From twelve. Nick Coffer. And for children in need, I'm auctioning off dinner at home cooked by one of my favourite chefs, award-winning Russell Bateman. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a round-up of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Police cuts. You're measuring stories. And you can put a bid in for Justin Dealey. Buy that, buy that. He won't be a butler in the buff. He won't come around and do nude cleaning. You can be on his show. You can co-host his show. Want to take part? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties When is, um... When are we opening the lines for Dealey's bid? Quarter past. Quarter, quarter past, so yeah. no bids before then. No, but you can prep yourself. Do some lunges, do some warming up. That's check exciting. your bank balance. That's exciting, isn't it? I've had a text through about uh, pop, pop people. Oh, yeah. Lollipops. Uh, Ian, crossing without waiting for the lollipop man is exactly the same as people crossing on red. It's not an abuse of pop power for the lollipop person to object. Hey, huh? imagine if you had to stand there dressed in yellow and with a rubbish job title and then everyone just crossed willy-nilly. I don't understand a word Lisa of that. Lisa in Hitchin says, spare a thought. I, I, I've always spare a, a, a thought for our fallen lollipop heroes, but I don't... There was, the pop, word pop was in there too many times. <laughs> it couldn't have fused me. 08459 455 555. We'll open the uh, bidding for Justin Dealey in ten minutes. No bids will be taken until quarter past, OK? Now, Thames Valley Police are converting jobs currently done by police officers into civilian roles as part of plans to save £45 million in the next three years. 53 officer jobs will be carried out by support staff, 94 training posts will be lost and the force's underwater search team is being disbanded. Chief Constable Sarah Thornton is warning that these won't be the only changes. We can talk now to former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, Peter Nehru. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. How much will these latest cuts affect the way Thames Valley Police operates? Well, the way this particular year's cuts are constructed, it, it, it will have an impact uh, but it's, this, is, this is part of a much longer-term uh, set of cuts and reductions. But we're, we're kind of half-time, I think you, you'd probably argue. But I think the second half, the next few years, are going to be much, much tougher. The uh, disbanding of the um, underwater search team, is that such a big deal? It's, it's, I mean, they, they do an important job, don't they? Well, it, it is quite a big deal because it means you have to hire that service in from somewhere else. Uh, if you think about it, if you're if you're searching for a missing person, uh, if you if you're trying to get a body out of the river, uh, if you're trying to secure the uh, an area where a, a VIP is coming, where you've got drains, etc., you need an underwater unit. So you're going to have to buy the service in. It, it just means you're not sustaining the service the whole time. But Thames Valley's been quite good at hiring that service out to others. So it, this is probably a this is probably a, a been a very difficult decision to take, and I suspect it's got substantial downsides. Peter. You just, can I just focus on something you said there? If, if you've got a VIP coming, you need to clear an area. What, what do, uh, a, what do they do in the drains? Are they looking for, for bombs and things? Yeah, they look, they're going Gosh. down it. They, they, they look under the manhole, which is why you see manhole covers sealed 
because the uh, because the because the search unit have searched underneath, and wow. it's quite often that team that does that type of uh, that type of work. I did not. I'm so naive. I did not realise that. Yeah. Uh, are people going to be safe? I guess that's the question that listeners will want to know. Will they be safe with these these cuts being made? Well, they'll be safe, but they're, they're, but but what the problem here is the is the is the is the medium and long term. I mean, it, you know, you you've carried loads of stories on your uh, channel about the growth in housing in the in the area covered by the radio station across the whole of Thames Valley. Gr- the the area is growing by just under one percent a year in population terms, and this uh, report shows that the police service re- is reducing a good deal far, faster than that. So the, the two figures are going in completely the wrong direction. So we may be safe now, but as these cuts continue to bite, to bite, then there are really difficult choices coming up from the force because they have to make additional uh, investment in areas like child protection and domestic violence. You were the chief constable of Thames Valley Police. Are you glad you're not now? Well, I'm glad I'm not now because after 10 years of being a chief, I was very, very tired. Uh, uh, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I don't envy the decisions that Sarah and her team have had to take and will have to take in the next few years. £45 million is a huge amount to try and claw back, isn't it? Yeah, and it's £45 million on top of £58 million. Yeah. And at the same time as the Home Office continue to take sums of money with absolutely no justification whatsoever. I mean, £600,000 for Mrs May's vanity projects... Uh, in terms of it, I mean, innovation fund is, is money that could have been better spent in Thames Valley and under control of the force. What effect uh, it, has this had, will this have, on the training of new recruits? Well, that's a big shift that I, that was actually, that's partly my responsibility because I, in my review of police leadership uh, three years ago, said that the police service should shift to require recruits to come into the organisation at least partly trained. And the force is actually acting on that, and I think that's a that's a sensible thing to do. It, it, it's giving putting an onus of responsibility on people who want to be police officers to make sure that they've taken steps to get themselves prepared for the role. And you say there are, that more cuts are coming. So this forty-five million on top of the fifty odd million that we've had already, th- there will be more rounds of cuts, won't oh, there? Oh, much much more. The government is actually is actually put out to departments asking for them to find twenty-eight billion pounds worth of further cuts for the next parliament. That's actually three million pounds more than than we had in this parliament. So, yes, the cuts are definitely coming, and they will definitely come out of policing. So that's why I'm, I am alarmed about the way in which this, you know, we're approaching a cliff. The question is, exactly at what point are we off the cliff and in the air? Peter, always nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. You know, it's quite a depressing conversation today. Former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, Peter Nehrud. The, the, the Chief Constable is in a no-win situation, isn't she, really? She's got to save a ridiculous amount of money. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Ramesh. Good morning, sir. What have you got for us, boss? Well, I just want to like to ask Mr... Dave Taylor, yeah? Yes, Dave Taylor, we spoke to earlier on the council. Please, 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 stop, stop, stop. What did you done on Dunstable Road? Oh. It's months it's month now since this poor girl has been died. Yep. They're dead. And the situation is still there. Nothing's been done there. Are they waiting for another tragedy to to happen? I would like to ask him. Well, uh, 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 he's not here, so we can't ask him uh, that. Aren't investigations still ongoing? Well, still, they can take some other precautions there, you know. What precautions would you like to see... um Taken, Ramesh. But you can't move in Barry Park. There, all the footpaths all taken over by the traders. They, you know, selling the roadside 
you know, selling anything. You can go down there, sell anything you like over there, nobody to stop them. So you would like to um, uh, see, because they take up a lot of pavement, don't they, there? That's yeah, one of yeah, the all issues. Of all of it. One, one, one community in the Luton there, the council got no say in there because they, they're depending on them for the boards there. They're keeping their mouth shut. And that, 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 that's no one, my friend. OK, well, Ramesh, maybe we'll put that to, to the council next week. And tell, see them, they tell them to wake up there, tell something else happened, please. Okay. Ramesh, can I just, while we've got you on the line, we're about to open the lines in three minutes and 15 seconds yeah. for people will be able to place a bid for children in need mm-hmm. on Justin Dealey. They'll be able to co-host mm-hmm. Justin Dealey's show. And you sa- you've got a very, very good radio voice. Yeah. And I, well, could, I could imagine you... I mean, it, would you like to co-host Justin's show? Yeah, OK, yeah. What's your, what's your, what, what would your bid be? Oh, uh, collecting for the children in need, yeah? Yeah. I'll, I'll put 50, please, yeah? 50 pounds, 50 pounds. 50 pounds? Yeah. Oh, do you know what? We're going to start the bids three three minutes early, because that's the kind of guy... So, Ramesh, you're opening the bidding to co-host mm-hmm. Justin Dilley's show, 50 pounds. Yes, right, yeah. Ramesh... Do we want to start that high? Because uh, I thought we were going to end up at about 50. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ramesh is coming with 50 quid. We're going with it. Ramesh, yeah. you're a good lad. Stay on the line. We're going to put you through to Claire. Claire has come in to uh, help take details and all of these bits and pieces. If we can, Claire, if you take Ramesh's details... He's come in at 50 Earth Pounds to uh, co-host Justin Dealey's show. I think that may be it. Do you know what? We're two and a half minutes early. We're opening the lines. You want to bid on the show? uh, You get to co-host the show with Justin Dealey. He will not touch you. He will not touch you. Do not touch him. Thank you very much indeed. You can choose the year that pays. You can get people's musical thoughts. I don't know the actual terminology. I I would love, I would love to hear Ramesh co-hosting that show. Wouldn't you? Yeah. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Take his details. Let's make sure they're logged into the computer system. And, um, well, can anyone, can anyone beat 50 pounds? He came in quite hard. I was expecting him to say a tenner. Well, at first I thought he said 50 grand. I thought, wow. <laughs> Radish. Do you know, this is something I remember all of my life. Do you remember um, when Frank Boff hadn't been shamed in a drugs and sex scandal? Yes. And he used to... What was, it, what was the BBC Breakfast programme? Was it Breakfast Time? Something like that. I remember Breakfast Time. It was when, like, charity things were kind of new. I remember this so well. Uh, and Ian Botham was doing his first, I think, Land's End to John O'Groat's show-off. I mean, walk, right? And uh, I remember Frank Boff coming on and saying, well, um... Quite remarkable. We've uh, just had someone has um, offered to sponsor Ian Botham for a million pounds. And that really is absolutely remarkable. Then ten minutes later, he came back on and was, like, really angry. He's like, right, well, we've looked into this million pounds bid and it turns out it was a hoax. What kind of... And he was furious. What kind of uh, sick person would uh, would think that that was an approach? And he told off. He told off Britain. There's not enough of that anymore. No one. I, Everyone I, on telly is apologising. No one's telling off. I remember another telling off we all got on, on telly. Noel Edmonds, the SOS Save Out Spastics. No. Star Awards, right? They didn't do that. Right. They, they, they was, That's was, not what it stood for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was saving our spastics, right? When, when, and, and I remember Noel coming on, right? Because Noel's good at telling people off, right? He's quite stern when it needs he to. He came on and he said, and he was in a tuxedo. And it was all like pop stars coming on and raising money for spastics. It, that was what it was that called. That was the term that was used then. Yeah. Because um, that was the spastic society. It was, it was the term. And it, yeah. that term got hijacked. Uh, and Noel Edmonds came on and said, right, before we start the fun, just want to, uh, just want to address the country. 
Some people have been using the word spastic as a term of abuse. Well, it's not. It's a real thing. And you people that have been using the term spastic as a term of abuse are scum. Anyway, here's Brother Beyond. And it, was that, it was that kind of thing. And of course, as teenagers, we're all going, yeah, fair point, Noel. Actually, that's a good point, well, mate. No, we weren't. We were laughing hysterically because that's what we did. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 11 for Dunstable Road after an accident there earlier on. On the A1M southbound, it's heavy between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and 1 for the M25. In Stonebridge Park on the North Circular Road, it's queuing between the Harrow Road underpass and the Brent Cross flyover because of an accident. And having a look at the M40 towards London, there's a lane blocked on the exit slip road at Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout, making it a bit slow through there at the moment. On the A1 southbound, it's looking very busy between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks and in Royston on the A10 it's stop start in both directions between the A505 and the M11 Junction 11 for Cambridge South because of the problems and the road closure of the A505 at Duxford. So no reports of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. The phone lines are open if you want to bid on Justin Dealey. It starts off at £50. Uh, we're not accepting email bids or Twitter bids or tweets or anything like that. You have to call in 08459 455 555. Ramesh has opened the bidding at 50 quid. I think it would be an excellent, excellent thing to hear him present the show. More on that in a bit. Meanwhile, here are your news headlines, 8.17. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. Downing Street has set out new measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups. And firefighters are dealing with a blaze at a recycling centre on the Hertfordshire-Cambridgeshire border near Royston. See Three Counties Radio. Let the enforced jollity begin. Jonathan <laughs> Vernon Smith. Ah, it's the old auction for things that money can't buy. That's actually not bad. Is that right? Made better by your cold. By my cold. But that's not bad at all. Ah. Uh, uh, I could be your, uh, your man with the gavel. Could I? You could be. Have we you got could, a gavel? We could do Terry Wogan yes. and what's his name? Viney, was it? I, I, Viney the... Uh, I wasn't much of a tog. No, I was. I enjoyed it. I've got a wake up to woke an alarm clock. Have you really a woodwhack? <laughs> I, I I did like Wogan, but I was normally asleep when he was on because I was doing a late night show oh. for, for a lot of time. But he was filthy. People accuse me of being full of innuendo. His Janet and John stories were filthy. They were hilarious. He was, he was excellent. Anyway, what's coming up on your show? Coming up on the show. Well, after ten, of course, this yep. morning, I'll be having the auction for things that money can't buy. Enforced jollity. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we're going to raise some money for the children excellent today. Stuff the needy ones. Coming up on this morning's big phone in though at nine. Yeah. What do you think we should do with British jihadists who go abo- abroad to fight? Oh. British jihadists who fight abroad could be stopped from returning to the UK under plans outlined by the Prime Minister. Britain's security threat level was raised to its second highest level in August due to the risks posed by Islamic State fighters returning from Iraq and Syria. David Cameron says new temporary exclusion orders could last two years or more and would ban suspected fighters from coming home unless they agree to very strict orders from the authorities. But some experts predict that there could be legal hurdles to overcome 
in taking passports away from people. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your views. What do you think we should do with British jihadists who go abroad to fight? Do you think the idea of stopping them coming back for two years is acceptable? How do we differentiate between... um, How do we know they're jihadists? Would be my first question. Well, I guess they'll be monitored to see where they went when they left the country. Where you did can, they you go? Can go? You can go to Syria. I've got I've got a, a friend who's who's Syrian, and and he goes to Syria to visit his family. Does he still? I think his mum does. I wonder whether she's observed. Yeah. I wonder whether I, you know. I wonder because you can't fly from the UK no. to Damascus, can no. you? You have to go elsewhere yeah. and then travel into Syria. But I wonder how much kind of observation goes into where you are travelling to. Mm. But of course, the problem is if you if you go to Turkey, for example, yeah. as many British people do, yeah. how do you find out which British people are going to Turkey to then travel into Syria yes. to fight for IS, and how many people are going to? Turkey for an all-inclusive holiday. Exactly, I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? Exactly. But but we have to do something, don't we? Yeah. About the jihadists who are going abroad to fight, because we don't want them being further indoctrinated abroad and then coming back to this country and posing a real threat here. Yeah. How do we deal with it? I'd like your thoughts on the big phone in oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Children in Need 2014 across beds, hearts and bucks on BBC Three Counties Radio. We go live to the Children in Need phone room where uh, Justin Dealey is manning the phones. We've also got mm. Claire, we've also got Kelly. Good morning, everybody. Hey, morning. Um, although Kelly's working for me, yeah. so if you want to phone up and come on the show, 08459 555, you'll speak to Kelly. If you want to phone in and bid for Dealey, it's also the same number to call. Just, Just tell, us, task, right? tell us what's up for offer, Justin. Okay, uh, I feel slightly uncomfortable about this. Yeah, okay. as you should do. Um, it, it was not my decision, but uh, the BBC seemed to think this could work. So this is... Your chance to come into my Saturday music show between 12 and 2, and you get to co-host the programme. Wow, dreams can come true, guys. Absolutely. So, what you get to do, you get to uh, pick the chart rundown of that selected week. You get to come out into the streets if you want to and record some musical memories. Uh, You get to co-host it, you get to pick some tracks as well. You are going to have a huge say here uh, in the music that we play. Of course, it's... uh, For example, if you wanted to to come on and play the Shags, then (laughs) he would have to play the Shags. (laughs) To be fair, I would. I would have to do that. So... Um, you can have a, a big say in the music choice, and of course, we're going to raise some money for children in need. You, you may like the show, you want to be involved, or you may be somebody. And I tell you what, if I was 16 years old, when I take myself back, I wanted to get into radio. This could actually be a great chance for somebody to get on the radio. Well, yeah, you'll get on the radio, you won't get a job out of it. Well, you never know. Well, well come on, you never know. Well, I turned up for work experience, I never left. <laughs> <laughs> so far, Ramesh is in the lead. Yeah, 50 quid. 50 quid. But, Jane, I think you can beat that, can you? I can, I bid. Hundred. Oh, oh, Justin, do you want to ask her anything about? Uh... <laughs> and I don't want a job. There you go. You see, easy. And, and Jay, you know, I've got to be honest with you. you. You sound quite normal. Are you normal? Yeah, I am you... normal, and I don't want a job out of it. Thank you very much. If you came into the studio, would you touch me? No. Okay. No. This sounds great. This sounds perfect. <laughs> right up my street here. Jane, can I ask you? Sound? Um. Um. Uh. You sound. Um. Um. You sound of of an age. Yes, I am of an age. You're over 50, aren't you? Yes, I'm afraid I am. Yeah, yeah. Do, and do you, what, what do you think? Do you listen to Justin's show on a Saturday? I do listen to it. What, yeah, and what? I put my request in for Christmas Day. Oh, what was your request? Robert Palmer. Oh, Addicted to Love? No. Which one? Oh, the Christmas one. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be it. That'll be it. What, what, uh, what, what kind of music do you like? Glenn Miller? No, no, no. For God's sake. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> when will they ever find him? What, what, what kind of stuff are you into, Jane? I like Tamala Motown, that sort of stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. He's feeling the vibe. Yeah, feeling that vibe. I actually met Lamont Dozier about two years ago, one of the key songwriters of Motown yeah, Records. Yeah. Um, he walked in wearing a tracksuit. It was just a bizarre moment in my life. He sat yeah. down, he spoke about all his Motown memories. It was um, it's something I'll never forget. Jane, you're in the lead with 100 quid. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, bye. I'm, I'm, I suspect it's going to go higher than that. 08459 four double five five double five a hundred pounds could have you hosting uh, co-hosting sorry justin yeah. uh, justin dealey show and can they pick the date that they come and do it anytime they want to absolutely if you mm. want to do it next week tomorrow you could do it tomorrow you could do it next week wow. whenever you want to you call the shots supposing it was on um saturday uh, uh, uh december the 12th yeah would that one be available? I presume so. No, yeah. December the, 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 the I think it's December the fourteenth. Anyway, that Saturday would be available. Yeah, yeah. Why? Just because I'm in the area that okay. day. <clears throat> so, well, come on then. The day how after the, the day after the Christmas party. Oh, oh that's the <laughs> that's the twentieth, isn't it? Is it the twentieth? Yeah. How much? Well, I'm just saying. How much? I'm in I'm in the area. Yeah. On that day, and I yeah. might be interested to come in and teach you how to okay, do radio. Great. How much? 150 quid. 150 quid? I need 150 quid. Seriously, you're bidding 150 pounds right yeah. now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hang okay. on, is this real? Do I need to put you on the spreadsheet? Put me on the, uh, put me okay, on the spreadsheet. Hang on, Ian Lee. I'll come and teach you how to do radio. What's your telephone number? 07. <laughs> and you're bidding 150. Yes. I'm actually putting that on. Well, good. Well, um, I'll actually do it. Cool. Can write it off, can I? <laughs> Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Glenn. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, Glenn? I, I want to come on your show, so I'll, I'll pledge 50 quid. I'm afraid that's not an option. <laughs> Why? Well, you're on my show, so you have to pay 50 quid. No, to come in the studio. Get out of here, that's not... Hey, that's not what we're offering. That's no, not the deal, guys. This carried is, away. This isn't you just open up that you can come in and make up your own bids. These are very, very specific packages that have been um, that tested legally. Um, uh, so this is exactly it. Yeah. But, y- yes? Um, we've been getting the highest bidder on air yeah. each time. So far we've had one. But you're the highest bidder now, yeah. so... By the way, if I, if I do win this bid, I'm bringing Ramesh with me. Right. <laughs> Right, okay. Am I allowed to bring a friend? I did say no weirdos. Uh, Ramesh is fine, but you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. What a lot of fun we're having, Catherine. An enormous amount of fun, aren't we? What are you doing in here? Um, well, there's no room for me in there anymore because Justin's taking calls like Tom Cruise when they do the telethons in America. <laughs> in fact, Tom Cruise gets on my nerves. He does mine as He's well. He's a good it's actor. Not his fault though, is it? No. He's just got one of those faces. He's a good actor. Now, what annoys me is, is when he does the red carpet. Oh, I like you when he does the red carpet. I just oh. don't like it when he does the acting. No, I like the acting. I think he's a good actor. Mm. I'd like to see... Have, have, have Tom Cruise and Bruce Willis ever made a film together? Because they're my two favourite actors. I would love to see them in a movie. Maybe set in space. I'd certainly like guns in it. Oh, I was thinking The Odd Couple. No, I want I want them to um, to have guns and be shooting stuff. And um, I want um, them have to have to save each other's lives at right, various okay. points. Yeah. But I don't like the red carpet thing he does. When he wanders around, he takes the mobile phone. He talks to people's mums. Oh, for goodness sakes. It really gets right on my wick. Jealous. No, I'm not jealous. I've spoken to people's mums before. It's easy. You did a Tom Cruise? No, I just... No, I just his... I've met mums. I know mums. Right. You're a mum. I'm speaking to someone's mum now. Yeah, two people's mum. What? Even though this week sees the latest international break for some of our teams... Watford and MK Dons have had their games called off due to international call-ups. We'll still bring you live commentaries in Three Counties Sports. Cracking save from the goalkeeper, Joe Day. Tomorrow afternoon, you can hear Luton at home to Tranmere. Al goes in alone and finds the bottom corner. Really good finish. 
or Stevenage against Cheltenham. It's buried down low. It's Dean Wells who's got it as well. Three Counties Sport, tomorrow from two, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What do you reckon? Am I... Live I'm, I'm worth more than £150 though, beggars, aren't I? Come on. He's... Wow. <laughs> it's like Babe Station. <laughs> yeah, it's a good prize. I'm a little bit special. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, believe it or not, it's, it's Ian Lee that's bid the money, so please, if you can bid a little bit higher. Is he, is he phoning please, out and begging people to bid more money? He's talking to Biggers. Have a think about it. Give me a call back, but I think you know, you, you, Ooh, you know that I'm worth more than 150 all right? Oh, hang on, hang on, Biggers, stay there. Biggers, Biggers, stay there. Ian wants the word. Hold the line. Okay. Hold on. Morning, Biggers. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. What's, what's your beef? What's this about? I've, I've switched the radio off for a minute because I drive for a living. It's got, what's it gone up to 150 quid now? I've gone in 150 quid, yeah. Money bags in? Yeah, I'm loaded. Well, listen, it, it, that's half an hour of radio for me. I'm not bothered. Oh, well, I know, mate, I know. Um, well... I'm very tempted, mate. Would I, would I be able to think about it and maybe give me a call back? Well, we closed the lines at quarter two. So you've got, like, 17 minutes. Just bid, just bid 160. Go on, Biggers. Uh, biggers, 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 one five one, mate. No, don't. <laughs> no, pounds. All right. Do you know what? We'll have it. One hundred and fifty-one quid. Biggers yeah, is in the lead. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, great stuff. Nice one, Hemel boy. <laughs> oh man, alive. We'll have a little look at the papers in a bit, Catherine, because I suspect the last half hour of the show will descend into um, 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 lunacy. Yeah. Craziness. It's a feeding frenzy on Dealey. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You've got sixteen minutes to bid on Justin Dealey. You get to come in. You get to uh, co-host the show, you get to choose the music. You can, um, you, you can do. It's everyone's dream, isn't it? Yeah. Hundred and fifty-one quid. He's got to be worth more than that. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow at the moment between Junction 9 for Redbourne and Junction 11 for Dunstable. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 as well. If you're travelling between Leighton Buzzard and Aylesbury, it's partially blocked between Parkgate and the Wingrave Crossroads because of vans broken down. In Bishop Stortford, the A120 has delays in both directions between the Bishop's Parkway and the Puckeridge roundabout. It's very busy around there at the moment. And in Duxford, the A505 is closed in both directions between the M11 and the A10. That's causing severe delays at stop start on the A10 in both directions between Royston and the M11, Junction 11 for Cambridge South. So there's no reports of any problems at the moment on the train. Smats Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. Police have been given a further seven days to question a 19-year-old from High Wycombe and three other men suspected of terrorism offences. David Cameron has said British nationals who fight with Islamist extremists abroad won't be allowed back into the UK for two years unless they give themselves up to the authorities. And drivers in Luton are being warned that failing to stop for school crossing patrol will mean a fine of up to £1,000 and three penalty points after over a dozen serious incidents so far this year. 
Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray is out of the World Tour Finals at the O2 Arena after a 6-love, six 6-1 six thrashing by Roger Federer in just 56 minutes. This year has been a tough year for me. It's been hard and had some, some tough losses and, and tonight was another one. I'll just uh, try to try to come back stronger from it. We'll see if I'm, I'm able to do that in, in, in January, but I'll definitely work as hard as I can to, to give myself a chance. Bedford Rugby Club captain Nick Fenton-Wells returns for tonight's championship match at home to Yorkshire Carnegie. Kick-off at Goldington Road is at 7.45. There's online commentary via the BBC Sport website. In football, no matches tomorrow for Watford or MK Dons because of the international break. In League Two, with leaders Wickham not playing until Monday, Luton can return to the top with a win at home to Tranmere. Scott Griffiths is set to return at left-back with Pelly Ruddock back in the squad after injury. Stevenage hosts Cheltenham with manager Graham Westley relieved that their injury list is shortening. It's been very, very difficult to try and produce an organised, hard-working, fit side that knows what it's up to. Um, we haven't made a song and dance about it, but it's been a real tough year so far. But we're able to play 11 v 11 right now, so um, it's probably the reason why we're unbeaten in three for the first time this year. Meanwhile, Watford's Craig Cathcart and MK Don's duo Will Grigg and Ben Reeves are with Northern Ireland for tonight's Euro 2016 qualifier in Romania. Also tonight, Scotland hosts the Republic of Ireland. And Olympic gold medalist Jessica Ennis-Hill wants her name to be removed from a stand named after her by Sheffield United if the South Yorkshire club offers convicted rapist Ched Evans a contract. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay. So Dealey is up for auction. It's uh, children in need. It's uh, we're having great fun, great ban- bants, Catherine. Yeah, good bants. Bants have been had. We were lulls. exchanging mega lulls during that news uh, broadcast, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. weren't we though? Yeah. So it's all it for brings charity. out the funny side in people, doesn't it? It, it does. Um, I forgot to dress up. Never mind. Don't matter. Um, Justin, you're wow. up. Sorry, status quo. Well, why are they naked on TV? You're not supposed to let him know you're watching the telly. Don't watch the, watch it. Listen, I, I don't watch the TV normally, but it's on. They've got an, an acoustic unplugged it's album. Down right. album. Yeah. Wow. That's so, Justin, you're up for sale. People yeah. can come and uh, um, co-host your show. Yeah. Before we've only got until quarter two. Is that right? Sorry. Yeah. No? Oh, yeah. Before the uh, before the um, uh, news, were biggers had bid 151. I believe Jane in Milton Keynes has called back. Morning, Jane. Hi there. You've I'm been, back. You're outbid. What, what, what are you upset? What What would you like to say? I'll bid 200. What? What the heck? Yeah. Yeah, Justin, Jane. We're having no monkeys and we're having no beetles. I don't yeah, yeah, well said, Jane. I don't like this, Jane. <laughs> Chris, Chris is in Shefford. Morning, Chris. Morning, Ed. Jane's Jane's just bid 200 quid. Yeah, well, I bid I bid 200. I'll go... You'll, Sorry, do, you'll do what? I'll go 220. 220. Two, I can't eat. Are you saying two, 220? Correct. Jane, he's gone 220. 250. Oh, oh hang on a minute. Oh. This just got sexy. Chris? He's a one of the substance. All right. Best and final, 300. Oh. 300 Ooh. pounds. Jane? And one. Oh, Jane. <laughs> Chris, can you go any higher? 10. 10. Oh, this is getting a little bit sexy. So it is only Justin Dealey. I'm not going to be there, guys. <laughs> Catherine <laughs> and Kelly will not be there. 310, Jane? 350. Oh, flipping heck. Have you been drinking this morning? No, not I, yet. <laughs> I, Ian, she, uh, we've, got, we've got the money up. It's great. Chris, uh, Chris, you're bowing out. It's not the greatest line, but I'm going to bring in Colin and Henlow. Good morning, Colin. 
Hi, good morning. It stands at 3.50 to host co-host Justin Dealey's show, a Saturday of your choosing. Uh, c- can you go any higher than 3.50? Oh, it's got to be worth four, hasn't it? Oh, my what, goodness. four pounds? Yeah. <laughs> I think he means... You're saying the 400, are you, Colin? Absolutely. Jane? 4.20. Flipping oh. it, she's nuts! <laughs> Look at Justin's face. He can't believe it. I'm shocked. Colin? 4.50. Guys, you know this is out of your own money, right? <laughs> <laughs> you actually have to pay this. You're not just saying numbers. Not Monopoly money. Jane, it's no. 4.50. 4.75. Oh, wow. Even 500. Whoa! Mmm, 5.20. Flipping heck. Uh, I just wanted to push a bid up. Oh, <laughs> it's at five twenty. All right, are you are you saying you're out, Colin? Yeah, I'm out, fella. All right, so it's at five. Uh, you're happy with that bid, Jane? Yeah, I'm fine. Are with you it. sure you're going to pay this? Because I don't want to yes. have to send the heavies. Around. I don't want to send Scoines and Dealey oh and Tony God. Fish around. And Lockwood. Yeah. In lockers. Yes, okay. I should be paying by credit card so that if it bounces, you'll get it anyway. Okay. Well, listen, Jane. Thank you very much indeed. You were, we've got. Um, Nine minutes to uh, increase the bid. I think this is all going a little bit cosmic, so we should have some spacey music. Great tune. Let's increase the tension. What did she just say? 520. 520, yeah. That's ridiculous, Justin. Well, I think, you know, as I it's said, almost wrong. what you get paid for the show. <laughs> do you know it's what? This is how Kim Kardashian feels when she has to go to that ball with that fella. Yeah, what uh, fella? She went to a ball with a fella who pays to take girls to balls. Oh, yeah. She looked really miserable. Is the he whole the time. fella that snogged um, uh, Liz Hurley? Uh, I don't know whether it's the same fella. It's okay. a similar kind of fella. But there are rich men that go around paying to go to balls with Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Wow, Justin, you are the Kim Kardashian of uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm going to say, I don't like talking about it, but it's happening, isn't it? It's <laughs> it really is happening. Yeah. We've got nine minutes. It's at £520. You get to co-host. Throw in a few extras, Justin. Come okay. on. You get to co-host the programme with me. You get to choose the chart rundown. You get to come out on the streets and record musical memories. You get to work. Yeah. You get to sit in the studio and pick your own tunes. Yeah. That's pretty unique. You get and to meet um, Nish, yeah. the producer. Yeah, yeah, the hardest working producer at the BBC. You yeah. get to meet Nish. You will be at your yeah. wits' end. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Nish is going to be here. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If somebody rounds it up to 600, I'll yeah. do it in a mankini. What? Jane is, is retracting her bid, and I'm retracting something. You're gonna what? Do it in a mankini. Six hundred pounds. Charity. Oh mate. You oh did. wait. Four five nine four double five five double five. Can we beat five twenty? Come on, guys. It's for children in need. Very, very space age, uh, this music. Uh, £600, he'll do it in a mankini, which I really... I don't know if that's any better. Uh, you've got until 8.45 to bid 08459 455555. It's at 5.20 at the moment. Catherine, let's have a little look in the papes, what you got, Let's up. have a little look in the papes. We haven't com- we have commented on this uh, trucker who's been banned from driving after going the wrong way on a motorway slip road and doing a UE on into the path of oncoming traffic. Oh, I love this. Crazy behaviour. Lithuanian Leonid Papachin, who's 51, almost caused a crash on the M6 near Shenston in Staffordshire last month. He was handed two years suspended jail sentence and disqualified for 18 months after admitting dangerous driving at Cannock Magistrate. Lithuanian, is he? Yeah. See, that, that stuff is de rigueur over there. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon he got off the ferry and they were all high-fiving him. Oh, well, well done, well done, it's very good. Oh. What? Did I, I have never heard a Lithuanian speak. Let's change that in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> if you're Lithuanian, call me now. Oh, wait, 459 455 How's it going? The phone lines are going a little bit cold, Justin. 
Yeah, they have, yeah. You peaked at 5.20? 5.20, listen, 5.20, before the programme today, if you said 5.20, I would have taken that, but now we're here, I'm going to try and push this. And then you went and spoiled it all by saying something stupid like mankini. (laughs) Okay. I won't do it in a mankini, I'll do it in a vest top. And the phones begin again. (laughs) (laughs) You've got uh, six minutes if you want to bid on uh, co-hosting the show with Justin Dilly. If it gets to £600, he'll do it in a mankini. Um, uh, You'll you'll see the cracks in uh, his (laughs) presenting style. (laughs) 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Start Christmas shopping now, warns Minister. Well, surely people have started it, haven't they? Yeah. You're a mum. You've probably done it. Um, I used to be a very, very good Christmas shopper. This year I've been slack and I've managed to get the girls sorted out, but everyone else I think might just get a sack of coal. I haven't done none. I'm guessing that my wife's probably done it all. I'm, I'm a bit, bit bored of Christmas. That's now. the great thing about being the wife. Yeah, what? You get left with all that stuff. Well, no, I'd do it. If she told me to do it, I'd do it. But, I mean... Well, she's got to order you to do it and give you a list of things to do. She might as well do it herself. Well, there's no point in me doing it if she then goes and does it herself. Don't you have thoughtful moments? Not these days. In the, in the course of the year, we go, oh, yeah, I'm going to get him that. No. That's what I do. Hey, don't go to Paris. Why? It stinks. It's full of French people. Um, I used to live there. I don't need to go back. There's also a tiger on the loose. Yeah. Not in, actually in Paris. It's near Disneyland Paris, which, is, it turns out, is nowhere near Paris. No. It's a very long train ride away. You tried telling that to a four and a two-year-old. Um, our visitors to Disneyland Paris expect to meet a range of colourful characters. They probably weren't breaking, banking on getting quite this close to a real tiger. Uh, anyway, there's a tiger on the loose and there's a picture of it. Is it a tiger? I don't know. Zutalor. Wow. The, I'm doing all the accents. The very You're cranking them all out. It's for charity. Kyle's on the line. Good morning, Kyle. Morning, boss. Now, right. li- yeah, I, I am all right, boss. It's good to talk to you. Uh, Justin Dealey is up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can co-present his show. You get to uh, meet Nish, uh, his producer, mm. uh, who is actually a television celebrity. He was in the hit comedy series Citizen Khan. Yep. Um, if he's in, I mean that's not a definite part. No, of no, the he'll, deal. he'll be in at one minute to twelve. Don't worry, he'll be there. <laughs> um, and if, if uh, well, at the moment it's at five twenty. Carl, what you got for us? I'll, I'll do six hundred, but I don't want to see a mankini. Uh, you see, what, what 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 would you like to see Justin wearing for six hundred quid? Just, just uh, a pair of jeans. Oh no, no, the Maplin suit, the Heidi High Maplin suit. Oh. <laughs> oh, you mean your Heidi High Maplin suit? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. All right, we are now at the stage where we're, we're making so much money, Justin, and I think I'm speaking on yeah. your behalf that the bidders can can tell you what to wear. I, I was expecting the worst. Then I thought yeah. he was going to say Watford shirt. No, he's going to oh, go. Don't give him ideas. Well, if, listen, <laughs> I, I'm going to do it. If people come in with a high enough bid, I would actually do it. It's for charity. It's for the children. Kyle, but Kyle, you at six hundred pounds. You are happy for Justin to wear a Heidi High Maplin suit? Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Do, do you want to work in radio? Are you looking at this as a, as a, a door, a, a way through the door hole? Uh, no, just for a bit of a laugh, really, with uh, Justin. He's a bit miserable in real life. What? Yeah. Oh. Hey. He's quite grumpy in real life. Get out of here. What? <laughs> you know you're going to have to watch your language as well, Dealey. Uh, no, th- th- this is warts and all, behind the scenes. Oh, no, 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 I've said this last <laughs> oh, night on social it. media, you get to see everything. Oh. When you peek behind that curtain, you get to see absolutely <laughs> everything. Everything. Kyle, everything. How, how do you yep. feel about seeing Justin's warts? Uh, no, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> can, I retract, can I retract the bid now? No, you can't. <laughs> Kyle, Bidding Kyle. closes in three minutes. Okay. If anyone wants higher than 600, they have to call 08459 455 555 now. Can Fine you times. do me a quick favour, Carl? Just as a bit of um, a warm-up here. Can you say that was Billy Ocean from 1984 there with Caribbean Queen, originally called... 
something else. Go on. Do that intro that for was, me. That was Billy Ocean with Caribbean Queen. Mm. He's good. Yeah. Not as good as Ramesh. Yeah, Ramesh was up there. Ramesh would have been the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle, listen, we've will, we will got another two minutes and then we will let you know whether you are the winner or not. 600 quid to... to I mean... We spend time in Dealey's company. Didn't realise we were um, so honoured. <laughs> they can't. He can't do warts and all because he will no, literally I mean, lose his job. The boss will lose her job. Nish will lose his in inverted commas job, uh, and this station will get closed down. Listen, if you're going to buy me, you get the full shebang. That's, oh the, that's the worry. I don't, that you, you're not allowed to shebang the listeners anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not read the news stories recently? Come on, guys. Two minutes. I'm worth more than six hundred pounds. Go on, sell yourself, QVC style. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. You get me, you get my jukebox. So one million songs, you get to I see the it. jukebox, you get to feel the jukebox. You get to pick the charts. You get to pick your favourite musical memories. It's a day out that you will never, ever forget. There might even be a cheeky cigarette in the car park during one of the long records. Oh, you can't... <laughs> You literally can't offer people a fag. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You can't you get do the chance that, you to, idiot. You get the chance to see me behind the curtain. This is a great chance. And, of course, it's all for, for sweet charity. It, 08459. <laughs> four double five. 45 seconds. Five double five. Six hundred pounds. Come on. Can you beat Carl? I didn't like the way he introduced Billy Ocean. <laughs> I think we can do better. Come on. You also, you also, you also, you can decree what it is... Justin uh, wears. So far, he's going to be wearing a Maplin's uh, Heidi High suit. 30 seconds. 30 seconds, but it could be anything. I've seen websites for that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm actually going a lot cheaper than what the website would charge. 08459 455 555. There's 20 20 seconds. seconds. Come on, guys. Get in. More than 600. Come on. I think 600 is actually... is is More than fair. Well over the odds. (laughs) I really thought we'd peak at at my 100. Oh, oh, here we go. Got a call. Last uh, 13 seconds. 6.20. Put them straight through. Kyle? Yeah? It's gone up to 6.20, we're being told. 20, thank you. Oh, no, I'm out. It's Chris. Um, it's, uh, Chris, you're saying 6.20? Yeah, I was on earlier, Justin. Uh, uh, sorry, in 6.20, yeah, let's do it. Kyle, you can't go any higher? No, I can't. Get, out, can't. get off my oh, line. I was looking sorry. forward to seeing him in that yellow coat. Chris, Thanks, you, you, you know now it's at 6.20. You can get Justin to wear anything. What do you think you're going to ask him to wear? Well, you know what? Is he a Luton supporter? Yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Let's have it. Is he a Luton supporter? Yes, he is. Let's have him in a Luton kit for the day. Oh, oh, that's oh that's right. Right. hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. <laughs> hang on a minute. Yeah, great stuff. This is your chance to get him in a, in a Watford... Uh, uh, no, tra- travel news coming no, out, boss. I'm travel a, news. I'm a Luton supporter. Oh, for goodness sake. What a boring two hours that's going to be. <laughs> Chris, no, congr- it's not. Congr- all right, fella, calm down. What, what an arrogant, stroppy two hours that's going to be. <laughs> Chris, listen, congratulations. You are the winner. Uh, stay you. on the line. Uh, we'll get all your details and uh, you can speak to Justin and you can sort that out. Congratulations, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, thank well you. Well done, Chris. Yes. £620, you. Dealey. You're shocked, aren't you? I'm, ge- shocked. I'm genuinely shocked. Yeah. It's only you. I'm Thanks. Ish. And this, you sold yourself well, Dealey. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, everyone who beat it. Thank you, Chris. The winning bid, 620 quid. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
on the M1 southbound, it's very heavy between Junction 9 for Redbourne and Junction 11 for the Dunstable Road because of an accident there earlier on. In Aston Abbots, if you're travelling between Leighton Buzzard and Aylesbury, it's partially blocked between Parkgate and the Winsgrove Crossroads, causing it to be quite slow through there. On the A1 southbound, it's heavy between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. And in Royston, the A10 is stop-start in both directions between the A505 and the M11 Junction 11 for Cambridge South after the closure of the A505 at Duxford. In Bishop Stortford, the A120 is very heavy in both directions between Bishop's Parkway and the Puckeridge Roundabout. There's no reports of any problems, though, at the moment on the train. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 8.47, it's uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your news headlines. The Commissioner of Thames Valley Police says it will be more difficult to police effectively once cutbacks come into force. Downing Street has set out new measures designed to stem the flow of British nationals going abroad to fight for extremist groups. And BBC Three Counties has had its first winning bid for children in need. Chris has bid, bid 620 quid to co-present Justin Dealey's show. Flipping heck! Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sarah? Oh, hello. Oh, hello, Sarah. Oh, hi. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, pretty good. What are you doing this weekend? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm going to Wales, actually, for the weekend to watch the rugby. That'll be fun. What What are you going to Wales for? To watch the rugby. Oh, you just said, didn't you? The Fiji versus Wales match, the one everyone wants to see. <laughs> really? Uh, I don't, yeah, you know. Are, are, you being dra- are you being dragged there? Yeah, oh. with the promise of a nice weekend in Cardiff. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be down the pub with a load of rugby fans. I'm actually going to be at the Millennium Stadium with a load of rugby fans. Yeah. Sarah, well, uh, listen, I hope that, that works. We should probably get the weather while you're on. Yeah, let's do that. Away well, you go, thank you. Hey, sorry, I didn't, uh, I was just thrown to air there. I didn't know what was going on. Okay, basically, uh, what I can tell you is that uh, I, I was saying uh, the last hour or two, Buckinghamshire is in the Met Office weather warning area. Beds and hearts, not so much, but that warning expires at nine o'clock. It doesn't really matter for all of us. We're continuing with the threat of heavy rain for a little while longer yet. The back edge of that rain now stretching from Birmingham down towards Southampton and it's clearing northeastwards. So we will see the end of it in the next couple of hours. But in the meantime, still some heavy bursts of rain. Once it clears away, brightening up for the afternoon with a top temperature of 13 Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit and light winds. We will have some sunshine to uh, end the day this day. And then tonight we should be dry. Tomorrow, a little bit of mist and fog first thing. The risk of some showers in the afternoon. Not too many around, though. And then on Sunday, again, a chance of some showers. Not too much in the way of significant rain, though, through the weekend. And it's dry for Monday, but the temperature's sliding away a little through the weekend. So by Monday, highs of 9 or 10 degrees. Tonight, a unique band of heroes lands on BBC One. The dancers with Strictly Starlight in their feet. Queen of drama, you can tango. The Wolford residents fending off ghostly visitors. Cindy, what are you doing here? The space-travelling Time Lord. I am the Doctor. The world's biggest boy band. Hi, where One Direction? And the most famous cat and mouse in the universe. Tom and Jerry. See these heroes come together for BBC Children in Need. Tonight from 7.30 on BBC One and BBC One HD. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Flipping it. 
There's going to be no talking to Dealey now, is there? Oh, he, he's going to be demanding money just to even have a chat. But I can't believe the selling point that probably swung it for Chris was you get to go and have a cigarette in the car park with him. <laughs> <laughs> you literally can't give that away as a prize anymore. You can't do that. Did, the you, date- know, did you notice how the bid slowed down when he mentioned the mankini and then picked up again when he said he might not wear it? <laughs> He actually rang in 10 seconds yeah. to the closing oh. off point. Uh, Sneaky. He, he, he was hustling us. He's done it before. He was hustling us. Uh, someone has um, uh, sent in an email. Who's this? Let me just get this email. Um, Ian says, uh, Ian, I'd pay good money to host the Consumer Hour with JVS and tell people to stop whinging. <laughs> <laughs> and I would listen to that. So would I. I would certainly listen We've to that. We've had some texts through. This is yeah, go on. Tony again. He says, on behalf of the scientific community, I want to haul you over the coals for your disparaging remarks about our efforts to put a lander on the meteor. Well, we got a lander on the meteor, Boffins. Comet, if you're going to be precise. Uh, uh, Curry's, PC World. (laughs) But they landed it in the shade. He says, if you paid attention in science classes, instead of sneering at your hard-working classmates, you would realise the difficulty in seeing detail on an object so far away. I demand an apology. What am I apologising for? Some boffins got their knickers in a twist and it turns out that they have been proved wrong. Can I just say, all right, and we've had, we've had some really interesting guests on talking about this who are very passionate. I enjoy talking to people who are passionate about their subject and can make it come alive. And all of our guests on this, this, this comet and this meter have done that. I couldn't give a stuff. Oh, I couldn't on. give a... Hey, hey, uh, how many old people are going to die this winter? Yeah. Uh, 25,000 uh, could die in this, this winter in this country because of the weather. Well, but what saves them? Medical advances, scientific advances. They don't hold the world back. What are we going to... What, what? No one has been able to tell me what scientific advances or discoveries we're going to get from this, okay. this bit so of since, ice. Since the moon landings and the technology used for that, yeah. your mobile phone. Your mobile phone has more yeah. power yeah. in it than those craft that they used. Yeah. yeah. And the microchips. Okay, right. They're so, important, aren't they? Yeah. Accepted? Accept that, yeah. So... Okay. okay. And what are we going to get apology from... Apology accepted. No, no apology, because that's from the moon landings. And we've got Teflon as well. Great. So we're continuing we got, to make discoveries. We've got non-stick pans because of the moon landings. Great. So my non-stick pan cost a hundred million dollars great okay right what are we gonna we've made all the discoveries we can what discovery are we gonna make from this that scientists are plums that don't know that solar power things need to be in the sun what discoveries are we gonna make now yeah fair enough let's stop discovering stuff we've got the lot we've learned all we need to know science is pretty much at its zenith this is going to teach us nothing apart from the fact that boffins uh, don't know how solar power works you're outraged aren't you i am i am i think it's incredible no, honestly, it's all this. Oh, everyone's all. Oh, we got the, we got it on. The, oh, it bounced. It bounced for two hours. Oh, but it landed. It's because it got very little gravity on it. It's a comet. It's a comet. Go and read a book. Go and watch a film. Go and make love to a beautiful woman. Or it's man. A, it, or a man. It's a comet. No one cares. We're all pretending we care. Oh, look at this picture. Look at this. There was a fella on the radio right last night. Gosh, you really are outraged. Radio Four. Have you got any callers? A boffin. Oh. Now listen to this. There's a boffin on the air last night. Ivan Dennis. Listen to this. This is important. There was what? a boffin on the air and he said, right, well, the first pictures have come back and it really does look like, um, well, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful picture. It's hard to describe. It looks like a piece of coal. We've waited 10 years for a photo of a piece of coal. Why don't you just go to, I don't know, like a, a coal merchant's and get some coal and look at that. That'll take, you, that'll take you an hour. Hang on a second. Let me just um, ring the Open University. They've probably not thought of that one. 0845. Am, am I right? I'm not wrong. That's my new catchphrase. I hope you like it. I'm toying with it. Am I right? I'm not wrong. 08459 455 555. Honestly, I, do you know what? I've towed, I've t- t- towed the BBC line for too long on this. 
What BBC line? That we love science. There's a line? Yeah, there's a science. I never told you about a BBC line. No, I just sense it. I sense the BBC line sometimes. Not always. That's why I get in trouble. But uh, Janet's on the line. Morning, Janet. Science is at its zenith. We've reached, we've reached the, 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 the peak. Oh, what's the difference between iPhone 6 and iPhone 5? Nothing. Bigger screen. I think you should take your science into medicine and see how much there needs to be cured. You're right, you're right. And of course we will find cure for all cancers by putting something on a comet. No, you said science at its zenith. I'm taking you to task because That's... having used, used the word science, yep. if you wanted to use physics, I would agree with you. OK, all right. Well, but science doesn't include medicine. Yes, it does. Oh, it does Chemistry, physics, biology, of course it does. Yeah, but, but, they, but that doesn't include you medicine. You can't always be right, so I love having a go at you. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh. put the phone down, you lose. I beg your pardon? You put the phone down, you lose. I'll hold on then, because Th- I'm certainly not losing. Thank you very much. Don't do a hit and run, Janet. Come on. I'm not hitting and running. I'm just saying you sometimes say extreme things. Yeah. Because you're excited and exhilarated by Excellent. winning your program with your program. Okay, okay, Janet, Just, you, you, you got that off your chest? I don't need to get it off my chest. Well, it sounds... You need to get it off yours. You, I need to get it off yours, and you need to get it off mine. <laughs> get this off my chest now, please, for goodness' sake. Have a good day. Thank you, Janet. Ta-ta. Uh-huh. MRI scans. That's another thing. Yeah, we've got those. I've had one. Yeah, They're but only, awesome. because, only because they sent a man to the moon. Yeah, OK, fine. Science has reached its zenith. OK. There's well. nothing more... Seriously, even the difference between iPhone 6 and iPhone 4S, it's not that different. So, so what? That's more about consumerism than science, That's though, isn't so, it? Oh, mate, for goodness sakes, you just... You brought up mobile phone no, technology. No, I'm just saying, that technology... You, you brought up mobile phone technology, and yet when I throw my mobile phone in your face, you get all upset and cry. Why are you doing that, um, voice? Because I'm poning you, mate. Oh. And I'm... Th- Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Okay. Even, uh, there's quite a big difference between iPhone 4 and iPhone 6, but iPhone 4S and iPhone 6, very, very little difference. Science has reached its zenith. There's not much more to learn. We're as pretty much as advanced as we're going to get. Uh, And what, honestly, honestly, what are we going to learn from um, uh, putting a a, a meteor, a comet, a a rocket on a meteor? Are you serious? Yeah, what are we going to learn? Are you not curious at all? No. Are you not? No, because all they've been able to say, and this is true, and I'm genuine about this now, right? Uh, All they've been able to say is, we managed to land this thing on this meteor. It's never been done before. That's the only achievement. That's the only achievement. It's quite a big achievement. No, it's not. I tell you what's a big achievement. Those two lorries in the papers last week who were doing 60 miles an hour and they managed to exchange a drink. That's, that's, That's more impressive... The, the rocket, that, that is the same Listen, technology. Which motorway were they on? The M1. All right, they weren't on there for ten years waiting to do that. Exactly, they, they just did been, it. We'd have all stood behind clapping. They just did it. They just did it spontaneously. These scientists, they waste ten years of their life and then they forgot they got to land it in the sun. OK. You see? This is a real right. person. Yeah. Open University <laughs> Astrium if you're listening. You've been wasting your time, apparently. Oh eight four five. We got time for the call. If they want to come on, Kelly, put them on. Oh, Are they having a pop? It's Colin, isn't it? Fader one. Oh, Colin, what have you got? You're an idiot. Excuse me. You're an idiot. Tell me why, Colin. Because science is still in the in its infancy. Oh, in its infancy. We've just got rid of 3D television. Science is now superfluous and flabby. We're inventing things that don't need to be invented. So, uh, what about, um... Go on, 
Go on, um, who's the idiot? Go what on. About, what about um, yeah. drugs? Oh, Colin. Are you that, high on drugs? Is that what you've called in that, for? No. You want to score some weed? Is that what you want? Well, no, this isn't the time you. or the place, Colin. Shame on you. No. I, I, I definitely think you're out of order. Thank you very much indeed. What a great way to end the show. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound's very heavy between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 11 for Dunstable Road because of an accident there earlier. In Caddington, we've been told by some callers that it's flooding outside the Manstead School, so that's affecting people travelling between Caddington and Dunstable this morning. In Aston Abbott's Parkgate is partially blocked southbound between uh, Parkgate and the Wingrave Crossroads because of a breakdown. And on the M1 northbound, it's also looking very slow between Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes. On the A1 southbound, it's very busy between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks and in Royston the A10 is stop-start between the A505 and the M11 for Cambridge South because the A505 is closed at Duxford. If you're travelling to Gatwick today there are two hour delays on the M25 anti-clockwise there between Junction 13 for Staines and 9 for Leatherhead. No reports of any problems though on the train. Sanctuary BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, oh, I think they've lost comi- uh, lost contact with the probe. Oh, who's the winner now? Not science. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... What